everybody else as well. I'm smiling so big right now. Justin's smiling so big right now. The energy in the studio is fantastic. There is a, a triumphant theme song playing in my head, and I can't tell you what the instruments are. I can't, I couldn't hum the notes for you, but it's beautiful. Um, We have seen the Batman. The. The Batman. And Robert I, the Batman. Robert the Batman. I just, listen, I got to tell you, we love this movie. Just straight up. Right now. Amazing. Justin and I, we're going to, you know, sort of just give some overall broad thoughts about the movie and uh, keep it non-spoilery. But that's going to be a short period of time. Because if you're looking at the runtime of this episode, we're going to talk about everything that happens, at least everything we remember. Yeah. And we're going to get into it. So uh, yeah, if man. you haven't seen this movie yet, do yourself a favor and watch it. And then do yourself another favor and watch and it again. And watch it again, because we're both going to watch it again very That's all soon. I can. I don't know when, but I'm, but I'm currently plotting when I'm going to see this again. Now listen, I understand if you're tired of Batman, you're all Batmaned out. That's how I feel, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, this movie is what I've wanted from Batman for so long. Mm-hmm. And what I've wanted from someone approaching this character and his mythos and all that stuff. And it's it's finally here. And I've had to dredge through every single live action one, even though I've enjoyed a, a good chunk of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. But none of them hit like this. Yeah. None of them get so much so right all the way through. There's so many times I wanted to just like stand up and clap and cheer and whatnot instead i had to just do very small gestures to my mother in the seat next to me i was just like ah right because it's just it's so it's so good i want to preface i do want to preface like this movie couldn't be made without the other ones without a doubt yeah um i like it just it boils down everything into one like perfect mixture and i don't think the movie itself is perfect no but, but in terms of batman and live action batman it's it's the definitive version right like i feel like for me at least i feel like there's no reason for me to go back and watch any 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 of the ones that I didn't say that I like loved, right? Mm -hmm. So like so like anything but 89 begins the dark night. I'll throw 66 in there. Any of the movies that are not those ones, I have no desire to go out, go and see. I agree and I'll say that not going, yeah. I would even be willing to cut begins from that list. Sure. I could I mean I just like I just I just I really enjoy begins but you know sure. what I mean like yeah Me too. yeah there's parts about it that I like but I don't think we ever need to tell an early days Batman story ever again Absolutely this closes this closes the book on that completely Cuz Justin and I had been talking I texted him after I got out of the theater I said 
so I know that we're planning on doing our Batman movies next week, like the the little ideas that we throw together and all. And yeah. I said, I haven't had concrete stuff for my early days Batman movie, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to do one anymore because we mm-hmm. don't need it. Mm-hmm. Now, you have stuff, and I think you should, you know, say, yeah, say your I piece will. and all that. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it a little bit more. It's not anything of course. super in-depth. I just want to, you know lay out uh narrative devices and who would be in it and whatnot and you know yeah um i guess to get into our non-spoiler thoughts uh the cast of this movie brings it just everyone everyone every is single person who is here puts their entire being into portraying these characters and they are even larger anyone than who's not even anyone who's not like a like a featured player, like someone from comic books, yeah, still just terrific. Like they they they're there to do what they do, and they do it well. Shout out my man's Gonzalez. Yeah, he's great. He's great. I loved I love his his arc. He has his mini arc. arc throughout the. Yeah. How crazy we just okay. <laughs> he's only in like five scenes. The last thing he's in a lot more. Actually. Well, yeah, but but, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's not a major character or anything. Yeah. Um, the fact that we just got off of a movie where no one had a character arc really, mm-hmm. where there were no characters except for the main character who had anything to do, mm-hmm. to this where everybody has something. Yeah. Something. Everyone. Those. Uh, the twins, penguins, two guys. They still have like. <laughs> everyone has something. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. The the way this movie looks is gorgeous. Just just the stunning. cinematography, the the colors that are used, everything. It's beautiful. The lighting, impeccable. Yes. And I'll get more into that later, but you know, we're mm-hmm. just we're just scratching the surface right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The score um, is so good at was... highlighting things without drawing all the attention to itself. Yeah. It's there to literally underscore the movie. That's its purpose. I was just, like I said, I was just telling you, I, the entire day I've just had everyone's theme cycling through my head. Cause I, I listened to the Batman's theme so much. I listened to Riddler's theme so much. I listened to Catwoman's theme and it was very fun. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to listen to the entire score of the movie yeah. cause they dropped that like the, the week before. Um, but watching the movie and hearing the notes from each theme and the way they're all weaved together, mm-hmm. just just perfect. I was humming the Batman theme as I got into the theater, the theme for this movie. Mm-hmm. I was humming mm-hmm. it as I got into it. And then as I left the theater, I couldn't stop singing something in the way. Mm-hmm. I have not heard a single Nirvana album beginning to end. I've haven't, yeah. like, I'm not a Nirvana guy. Just because I haven't taken the time to get into it, yeah. But wow, I love that song. I'm very glad that that was actually in Me the too. movie because I I always appreciate it when they're like the tra- here's the trailer song. Yeah, it means something, mm-hmm. and we're gonna use it in the movie, right? Not like we just threw a, a cool song over over all this stuff. Yeah. So it makes me that made me very happy. Just the the plot of this movie is so much fun and you really the mystery is still a mystery to you. 
mm-hmm. you don't really know the full scope of what's going on, mm-hmm. which I which I love. Yeah, just if you haven't seen the Batman, and you're listening to this because you want to get your your non-spoilery, you know, here's what I can get out of it for now. Just mm-hmm. take this as your sign to go and see the movie. Yes, it's long. It is, and it doesn't feel like it. I could feel it, but I loved every minute of it. It has one of those things where it feels like it's about to end a couple times. Yes. The actual ending snuck up on me. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm never upset when it keeps going after I think it was No, yeah, but I but I, I did fully expect it to end a couple times, which wasn't necessarily an issue. No. But I was just like, oh, okay, all right, more, let's go. <laughs> um, I have complete faith in Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. uh, and Zoe Kravitz and all them for this franchise going forward. Yes. I hope we get yes, a full absolutely. trilogy at least. Yeah, man. This, yeah, man. And fact... I don't want, and I, I hope that Warner Brothers doesn't feel the need to be like, we'll do this Mm-mm. real quick though. Mm-mm. Leave them alone. Cause there's a cause there's a thing in there that I feel like that happened, but I'll get into that later. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. I think so. Yeah. It's the fact that I was able to walk away from this movie in love with it and in love with Batman and Gotham, and mm-hmm. wanting more of this Batman and this Gotham, like really genuinely wanting more of it. This yeah, this made me excited for whatever spin-off shows they're working on. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think cuz I think that if they treat the spin-off shows as here's what happens in between the mo- here's how Gotham is changing. Yeah. And the movie works off those changes. Hmm. What a film. That's what I'm hoping. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. Cinema. What a, what a Cinema. picture. Yeah. Um I feel like that's is that is that as broad enough yeah, as I we think, can get? I think that's a without... good cap on our non spoiler overview. Okay. Um if you haven't so seen go the movie, see it. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out. We look, even if you're like, but I don't really care about spoilers as bad no no. Just leave. Come back. Do yourself a favor. I actually feel like you could spoil this movie and still be fine. You could still enjoy every second of it. Yeah. That's see, that's the thing that I was saying, because I was so worried about spoilers before, but as I was watching it, I was like, hmm. Be like, yeah, okay, I see that. That makes sense. What could have been spoiled for me that would have undone my enjoyment of this movie? And truthfully, nothing. Nothing, yeah. Nothing. Like (laughs) it's so good. Watch the Batman. Watch the Batman. Matt Reeves is my hero. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to give him a big old kiss. Me too. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's go. Batman dies. (laughs) (laughs) You can't steal my bit. I did steal your bit. You can't steal my bit. I hate you. That's fine, because Jim Gordon dies. 
Wow, this movie, dude. Man. Okay, this opening scene that they present to you. Someone is watching the inside of this this big mansion, right? Mm-hmm. It's the mayor's house. We don't know this at the time. Mm-hmm. But we see a couple come in, and there's a kid playing with a sword. And it brings to your mind who the Waynes and Bruce leaving the theater after seeing uh, Zorro and, you know, doing his whole yeah, thing really exciting. ninja. Yeah, the kid was dressed up as a ninja. He saw Ninja Turtles. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I know it's not Thomas and Martha Wayne this time. I didn't make yeah. my Batman 89 mistake. But as I'm watching yeah. it, the, the perspective that they have of, like, these binoculars looking in, and then the shot mm-hmm. that they do of from the ceiling of the house looking down. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, all I could hear in my head was "Beware the court of owls that watches all the time." Like it was just going through my head, and I was like, "Oh man, that's funny. this feels like Gotham." Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's and it's purely atmospheric at this point because really all I've seen is a big old mansion, which you know is Gotham, but that's yeah. not a lot yet. But just the yeah. the vibe that's established right away, I was like, "Wow." was not prepared for Ave Maria to be going just full blast yeah. in my ears yeah. as the movie Can I started. say I like I like how simple the title card is? Yeah. Cuz it literally it just starts it's like Warner Brothers DC the Batman, the Batman. Get into and then we it. just get right into it. Love it. Love it. Taking up the entire screen. I was in a Dolby theater. It was the entire <laughs> screen. Oh, I watched it in a real regular theater. No IMAX, nothing. That's still good because that's how I'm going for it my next time. Yeah. I wanted to have that Dolby experience, but I still need that regular theatrical. I didn't theatrical. even get the, uh, the reclining seats. I didn't realize that until I got in the theater and Dang. My, my big old behind was trying to squeeze into that seat. He was, he was leaning back. <laughs> leaning yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually fine i just you know that initial no, I, sit. I, I get you i get you you're like oh, oh no. no when you feel the old seats yeah yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> the batman the batman we're so no, yeah, excited that's, that's... i'm glad that it lived up to the hype that we had it exceeded yeah. genuinely yeah yeah like so, you know, that's your opening scene. There's someone watching this guy. Who is this guy? I don't yeah. know. He's some rich guy, right? And then the yeah. TV is on and there's a mayoral debate. And I'm like, I love this so much because this could just be the opening to any good movie right now. Yeah. There's nothing Batman about it yet, right? Yeah. Necessarily. Because there's the political debate going on and you're like, oh, that's the mayor. Okay, cool. Because yeah. he's watching himself on TV and he's on the phone. And then that first shot where he like moves to the side and the Riddler is just standing there. That it took me a second too. I was like, Oh, I saw him right oh, away. And oh was my like god! I was taking like, it back. Yeah, it was scary. That's good. Good establishment of of this guy. And he's just watching him, and watching him. Then the noise he makes when he takes the the weapon and just starts yeah. bashing the guy's head in. I was like, Yeah. Whoa! This is really like visceral. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then we His go fit. and we don't stop. We we really don't. We really don't. Um um that So the 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 switch from the cold open to like here is Gotham, here is the Batman. Right. Brought I I cried many a happy tear. I shed many a happy tear in this movie. And 
immediately from the get-go of like narration i was like yes narration need that. with all Love these that. big broader scenes of the city yes batman's not here yet I, it's all it it felt so comic book because it's like these are the thought boxes these are the panels like i could see it all in my head and i this yeah and that's book. the thing that that that's that hooked me almost immediately because i was like I was glad that we get narration because I feel like from every other movie, we don't get, we don't really get to hear what's going on in Bruce's head. We don't get into the mind we of hear Bruce his, Wayne as much we, as we Yeah. We hear his justification and what he says to other people, mm-hmm. right? But we don't know what he tells himself. Instead, he just has to sit there and brood. And I love, I love to just sit there and brood. However... I appreciate that we get to hear what's going on to this man, right? Like how he sees things. And it's very important that we get his perspective in this movie, right? On the jump. Yeah. Just off rip. Um, that's, what, that's what we're doing. So, but the, so just, yeah, narration from the get-go. Love that. Love the atmosphere of Gotham. I'm um, looking at it. It feels it, lived in. So you know how Gotham is like, it's kind of supposed to be New York City, right? Is yeah. That, it has that feel, but it's still an old lived-in city that's entrenched in its own tradition. Yes. And you feel that, too. It doesn't feel like New York, but you take visual cues that are like, oh, that's kind of like Times Square. Yeah. This is kind of like this thing. But it's it's dirty, it's grungy, and the whole movie either happens at night or under a gray sky because yeah. Matt Reeves knows how to do Batman. It's raining. It's raining. raining. Yeah. Um, as he starts his narration and he's doing his whole thing, I started smiling and didn't stop for at least 20 minutes. Yeah, man. Just the yeah, smile I was, plastered man. onto my face. And <sighs> the best part about that, aside from like establishing, like they establish so much in there. They establish him, his perspective. They establish Gotham and its atmosphere. And they establish how, how much the criminals fear him and what effect that it's, has on their activities. Criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. They mm-hmm, take that mm-hmm. and they say, how do we show this to the utmost without doing much? And as if showing that wasn't enough of having people just like, Oh, the signals in the sky. And they, they look in a dark corner the and they're like terrified. Is he there? And he says, arguably one of the hardest yep. things I've ever heard yep. Batman say they think I'm in the shadows. I am the shadows. Like, bro. I was like, all right, I'm in. This man, he says, I'm here. What is it? I can't be everywhere. Yeah. But the idea that he gives off is like, just because I can't be everywhere doesn't mean I can't make you think I am. Yeah. And that's Batman. It's excellent. It's that deception. It's the symbol that he becomes, right? Yeah. This movie and I did, like the, they... did the 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 vague outline of the Martha thing way better. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by that is um vengeance. That? Yeah. We'll get into it. But whoo. But I, I like I like that it was like here are these three things going on. Here's here's this dude who just robbed a liquor store mm-hmm. and then he gets hit by a car. <laughs> Right, because and he's just, terrified just, Batman's in the shadows, so he's backing yeah. away. He doesn't look at the car that hits him. Yeah, those dudes are those dudes are tagging the bank. 
and one of the spray cans rolls into the darkness and he's like and he nah, sees the signal I'm just... and then he looks into the shadows and he gets out of there yeah he's like i'm gone and then we cut to where where batman actually is and what we're actually doing and these i guess clown like dudes they they they're doing their uh 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 sucker punch kind of just like gig or whatever and they want their new guy to do it the actor who plays is Tim Drake on Titans, actually. Very yeah. funny. Um, he does... What is it? He they, They're trying to get him to do it, and they, they choose this guy that gets off the train. And he... Uh, what is it? They're harassing the dude, and they're trying to get a kid to punch him, but he, he, he can't do it. And so then they just start, like, beating on, on Homeboy on the, uh, on the, from the train, right? Yeah. What does Batman do? Just starts walking. He walks out of the shadows. And this is a thing that I want to touch on immediately. Because I... Because... Him walking... The footsteps. The right? Footsteps. Out, out of the darkness. Just like... The sound. That's it. Cool. This man is a cowboy. Yeah, because not only did the footsteps footsteps just emit a sound themselves, you can kind of hear like whatever like jingling that's on his like outfit or whatever, like their spurs. He just walks up. He's here. He's gonna solve the problem. And they lean even. I'm jumping ahead here, but they lean even further into that because in the final, the final act and the final confrontation, when he comes down through that the the roof, mm-hmm. and he lands down. And dual wields grapple guns. Yes. Yes. And then shoots them both at dudes. And I was like, bro, I can't I can't believe you just straight up made this man like the Lone Ranger. Cowboy Justice. Just for real. <laughs> yes, sir. But like for real. No. I caught up. that because every cause every single time it happened, because the first time I have him like, yeah, cool, he steps out of the shadows or whatever. But then it keeps happening of like from out of nowhere with his oh. spurs. Oh. And he's just like, what are you going to do? Like, it's a standoff. It's, it's the Every single time he shows up. As he walks out of the shadows. And I'm like, wow, that's Batman. And then the way that he starts fighting these dudes. And the way that he is eating hits. Yes. He's taking, he's taking it. And just, they're nothing. Now, Justin and I, we've established, we prefer the, the cloth look of a bat suit. Mm-hmm. Right? The, mm-hmm. A cloth look for the bats. I'll say Ben Affleck's like that outer layer is cloth, but you can tell it's armored. Well, yeah, it's you got something in there. armored, but that outer layer is cloth. You know, I love that look. That's that's what yeah. I like going forward in general. However, yeah. Matt Reeves Batman needs that armor so badly because the way that this just, man he, does yeah. stuff, he's just taking it. He's not like flawless victory in dudes. No. <laughs> He's because it's not even like people are doing like little jabs or kicks or like they're these dudes are putting their all into it, they're trying to, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, you supposed Um, to be vengeance, and then yeah, after he has clocked that dude, I started cracking up in that, like, you know, you know, the way that I do it when something crazy happens. Yeah. And the laugh that I do, it's that <laughs> yeah. as I'm watching him just dog on this dude. Yeah. Just beating him. The, he snaps his arm and just starts yeah. going at him. Drops him. Yeah. I'm vengeance. And I'm like, 
Yeah, dog, you are. <laughs> yeah, that's Batman, um, baby. Yeah, but then he he what is it? He takes all those dudes out. The the kid. I love that runs he lets off. them get up and run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kid runs off just scared out of his mind, and that's important. Yes, but it's also really important that the dude that he saved mm-hmm. is like, "Do not hurt me." He's like, "Please, please. don't hurt me." And what I loved about it is Batman looks at him from the side, leaves. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Because what else would he do? What else would that Bruce do at in that moment? Point. Right. See, that's what's yeah. important. Because, yeah, this might not be an origin story, but no. it is still the birth of a specific turning point for Batman. A turning yeah. point that I like. And right? I think this is something that I want to mention right now. Batman has a real character arc in this movie. Yes. Like a real one. Yes. A good one. Because he doesn't he doesn't get that a lot. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't get that a lot. He doesn't get, get, a lot. He doesn't get Even, an 89. He doesn't get, you know, get it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'll say in forever he gets one. Oh, he does. Definitely. Yeah. You know, forever is one of the few where he actually has a, a character arc. And I'll say. But it's not as it's not as impactful as. The one in here, Justin. Nothing in any of these movies. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Matt Reeves knew what he was doing when he said the yeah. Batman. Yeah, because he was like, "This is it." And James Gunn was like, "You know what? You're right. The Suicide Squad." <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so, um, I'll I'll say that I really like though that that line that Val Kilmer says in Forever when he's like, "I'm not just Bruce Wayne. I'm not just yeah. Batman. I'm both." I'm both, yeah. You know, and I'm like, wow, for this movie that's not good, this is a really good thing that you've just But that's a, that's a smart, yeah. It's just like Alfred's really good line of like in, in Batman and Robin where he's like, in trying to stop death, you know, like it drove you to this place. I forget what he said exactly. Sure. But he like, he but he read him completely and gave a perfect summation of why batman and bruce wayne is who he is yeah but like in the grand scheme of things it doesn't mean anything in that movie no yeah everything means something in this movie everything everyone has something to do everything means something everything is so good i was about to jump ahead but i i shouldn't do that yet we should just keep going um i well that, that's my thing i can't remember like beat for beat what happens right. exactly we don't does need he a, get we don't like beat for beat i'm just saying yeah, like yeah. right now we're on bruce wayne and robert pattinson's batman right yeah so this is what we're doing right now because we've done gotham already and we've talked about that mm-hmm. um and obviously more stuff with gotham will come up as the plot goes on yes because mm, this movie has yeah. the neon lighting from neon signs and yes. it looks perfect Yes, because it's just slapped on top of everything Tribune. else that is Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. God, this movie's gorgeous. Because I love that they lean into the gothic architecture of yes. everything. It's still there, and it's still very present in every other building. Give me a couple of statues in the are... sequel. That's all I need. <laughs> That's it. And I'll be happy. Give me one scene um, with a red sky. That's it. That's all. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. done it. I I have well I don't have an idea per se for that but I, that's something I want to touch on after we go over all of this. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's a perfect mix of like here's the gothic like 
creepy gargoyle cathedral infested Gotham City, but also the grimy brick buildings and like the warehouse out back, the the industrial club, the what is it? It's Iceberg Lounge, but it's like Iceberg Fish Company or whatever yeah, on the sign. This thing, it's this thing now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's great. Great. Oh, man. This movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> man. So good. Yeah, man. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of that this podcast yeah. of just that Brace sit back and, and sigh. Yeah. Um All right, what I want to talk about I here, love, after the I wanna keep talking I wanna keep oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanna mention like after he's done his whole um you know, we're hearing his thoughts, his inner monologue, that's his his journal entry, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he turns it over and it says, you know, year two. Yeah. We know exactly where this Batman is at in his career. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, I can accept everything that you're about to do because I know he's been doing this for two years. This is the mindset that he's had while doing it up till now. Here's mm-hmm. why nothing's changed. Yeah. He's established himself. He's established the presence that he's needed to be able to do his yes. job. But that's yes. it. He hasn't succeeded in anything. Yeah, he's because just been he doing his even, thing. He wasn't. He didn't have anything to do with the Maroni drug bust. Yeah, at all. Which I liked. Me too. I liked that a lot. Yeah, which is very important. Yeah. What? <laughs> what a movie. So, you know that that's what I want to say. But you can go ahead and. Oh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to stick on on Bruce because I just want. I I really I just want to talk about Bruce and then just kind of jump around a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, uh. I love that this is this is just Batman right now. Yeah. Like it's that's just that's all that's all he is, right? And they said that a lot in the marketing of like he doesn't know what, you know, he's just Batman. This is his pure no his pure drive. Batman. Yeah, no work life, no <laughs> social life. His pure drive is to be the Batman. Um, the Batman. The Batman. And they, what is it? They're like, oh, he's he's such a a recluse and whatever, right? And he's so awkward in social in social situations because he's not trying to talk to anybody. He doesn't want to. Every single thing he says to somebody is not to like dispel any mystery around him. Is just like I don't care what information can you give me. He doesn't want to in... exist as Bruce Wayne at all. Yeah. Because because Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne did die with the mm-hmm. Waynes right right now it's just the spirit of Batman and this movie is essentially about the rebirth of Bruce Wayne yeah it's a very good way to sum that yeah up. because because uh, towards the end of this movie this this movie sets up a lot of things that make me excited that aren't just like oh what storyline are they gonna do next from the comic books or whatever I'm like I'm interested in seeing what direction they take and the direction that this movie uh leaves off on is like not only is like he has a change of heart in how he should go about things and not only is bruce wayne back but there's a reason for bruce wayne to be back right like there's a reason for him to step in with all of his money and you know his company and and try and become a person again become a member of society again um and i really like that cuz originally cuz i heard so what is it i cuz i watched a, a review from somebody i really like his name's dan dan merle mm-hmm. he used to be a member of screen junkies and he was like there's not a lot of bruce wayne in this movie no N- nor like bruce wayne and alfred 
And that made me a little worried from the initial review, but seeing the purpose of how little there is between the two and between just Bruce Wayne, I, I completely understand it. Me too. So, and from that, I want to jump into Alfred. I, okay, cool. Because that's, that's what I was about to get into yeah. as well. Because after this scene has happened, we've seen Bruce Wayne after he fights the guy and does all the thing and comes back home mm-hmm. on his motorcycle and he's grungy and, you know, that whole thing. He's dirty. He's sweaty. Like, he's, even Alfred's like, go take a shower. He's got like, the raccoon eyes. He's, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But the, I, I see the Earth One inspiration for this Alfred. Yeah. But I love that he's not just the the soldier. He still has that, that heart. Caretaker yes. mentality as well. Yeah. Also, I just need to say while we're here, I love this terminal idea for the Batcave. Yes. I wouldn't want just, to do it in anything else. Yeah. You no, know? it works for here. But especially consider like Wayne Manor's not like a mansion per se. Sure. It's like a penthouse kind of deal. Yeah. The the look that the the terminal has i i like this vibe partially because of like tng ninja turtles back in the day once they move into yeah. the, the subway thing and like all that. the subway station yeah but, um it's just a really cool you know wayne terminal as he yeah gets off into the thing and does his own i loved watching him ride the motorcycle down those steps i was like oh you crazy like, already yeah. you crazy for you real. just already yeah you know what you're doing yeah but yeah he's in there he's doing his thing and alfred is I love Andy Circus. I love Andy Circus so much. He's great, and I didn't even think about it until earlier today. I was like, "Oh yeah, Caesar and Matt Reeves together again." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, right." Um, he's terrific. I wasn't. I wasn't worried per se about him going into this. I was. I was in the sense of like, that's an interesting pick, and I don't know which direction you're gonna go with it. Because <laughs> honestly, he's Andy Circus is such such a good actor that he could pull off being the regular just gentle caring and mm-hmm. helpful alfred and the rough and tumble earth one alfred and he's and they they managed to combine it in such a way that is really good it makes sense yeah, yeah. he's like i taught you how to fight yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm like yeah okay I that makes sense it. yeah right so he Cause said, it's not because we're, we're not saying service but i couldn't hear it clearly i thought he said circus and was days like, in the circus yeah that's what i thought too it really sounded like that's what he said yeah. But yeah, no, he's he was terrific. I loved seeing him help out with the uh the, the cipher puzzles, and everything yeah. and the Riddler puzzles, yeah. Um which I can't wait I wait I can't wait to get to talk about those cuz I have I have a lot to say about those. Um That's what no, I almost yeah, jumped ahead to cuz I was just really excited, but not yet. Yeah. No, yeah, but he's he's great. I'm glad he didn't die like we were worried about. There was that rumor that he died, right? Yeah, and I was so upset about it, and then the thing happens later, and I was like, and "I, I was swear, like, if you screw something up in this movie when you've been doing perfect so far, yeah, I will." As soon on as you. he, as soon as he like threw it and ran, I was like, "Okay, he's cool, but he's injured, right? Like, yeah. we're gonna..." Oh, I wasn't sure. We're gonna until take the him off the board. Re- oh, until the hospital. I wasn't a hundred percent because there was still that lingering, like, "This is the rumor. This is yeah, what they were gonna yeah, do yeah. in the old version of the movie." Yeah. Well, him, him, but him not just like opening it and then it just exploding, like gave me a little, a little hope. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he didn't die, but, and I am glad that they, that they, not that they took him off the board, but 
I like that thing, that moment that he and Bruce have after uh, later revelations regarding uh, his dad. Okay. And pause right here. Okay. Because I gotta. Whenever he has that first interaction with Bruce, the first one that we see, and Bruce looks at him and he's like, "Well, you're not my father, Alfred." Yeah. I leaned over to the person next to me who I saw the movie with, you know, that I went with, and I was like, "Yeah." This movie is going to be his arc with him and Alfred is going to be him realizing Alfred's his dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just watch. Yeah. And then I leaned back that and watched good. the movie and then was right because obviously. I was talking I was talking to Fred about that. He was like, yeah, of course they do the obligatory you're not my dad thing. And I was like, yeah, they did. But I'm glad they didn't like lean on it hard. Right. He's not even when he said badly. He's not, you know, yeah. he's just because even when he says it, of his he's just like, bro. He's like, nah, it's, it's like it's not even worth it. Not like you're not not like that moment in um Spider Man where he's like, I know I'm not your father. People was like, stop acting like it. And then there's quiet for a beat. It's just like small dig, let's keep going. Like right. whatever. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, but that but that scene in which he comes to Alfred with this as soon as Alfred wakes up. And he's like, oh, my boy, he's here with me. That's the look that, that was on his face. He didn't say it, but you know, that's what it was. Um, he, uh, he, he has that confrontation and then Alfred sets him straight. And he's like, you know, this entire time I've been trying to master my emotion, master all my fears. And I haven't felt as afraid as I ever had since that night until you know until now and it made me realize you know my greatest fear is losing another one that i love and then, they and hold then hands. yeah i was gonna cry oh my gosh i was I gonna cry there were a couple times movie. that I, there were a couple times that i was gonna like actually cry not like tears of joy like because you know i get when i get super excited I, my my eyes start to well up mm. but in terms of like genuine like emotion Heart moving tugging. me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that there are a couple times that happened um but yeah, I love their dynamic. Um, I can't wait to see more. I don't want to because I don't want to say that's perfect. I don't want to say that's that's sure, hit the yeah. nail on the head exactly because we haven't seen enough of it. But it's I still need, promising and it's I very need good. So much more out of Andy Serkis as Alfred going forward. Yeah, I think we in got terms enough of enough for this movie, I understand why yeah. we've done it the way we've done it. Me, the biggest Alfred shill for everyone who's listened through all our episodes. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's Alfred, dog. It's Alfred. <laughs> it's Alfred. But, um, um, I, we did, I mean, I, we definitely didn't hit the nail on the head of Bruce and, or I'm sorry, Batman and Alfred working together. No. No? Say it again. I said we definitely hit the nail on the head for Batman and Alfred working together. Okay. I process that. Separately. I say that I see, you know, I say that because it's more than Alfred just sitting at a computer screen, looking up whatever he told him to look up or Alfred being like, I prepped the, the suit and the car or whatever. Like they're yeah. like, they work together on things for the time that we see them. And I, and I very, I like, I really appreciate no, that. I, I agree. It was, I think it's him using this knowledge that he's had mm -hmm. in the past. And I loved it because it's him putting the puzzles together on Bruce's behalf because Bruce is busy yeah. being Batman. Yeah. And he can't do it. But Alfred can because he's smart enough to and he has experience with this sort of thing. right? Yeah. And I like whenever we, we put a little bit more emphasis on Alfred's military background. 
I don't yeah. need him to without be a leaning too still. heavy into it. Yeah, I don't yeah. need that. I like the the Alfred in an apron with the feather duster doing his thing around yeah. the cave. But I like it more when I remember that guy was toting a shotgun and taking out Nazis. You know, like that. Yeah. That vibe, right. <laughs> and acting. Yeah. <laughs> like all yeah. that stuff. Oh man, I'm really gonna watch Pennyworth, aren't I? <laughs> no, I am. No, you're not. I'm going to. I can't believe you. I'm. Uh, I love. I'm Alfred. not. I'm I need not. to know. I'll bail out. I'm obviously, not. if it's I'd not rather watch Gotham it. instead. No way. You're out I'd of your rather mind. watch Gotham instead. No, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I can at least laugh at Gotham. I'll be mad that Pennyworth exists as a show. No, for sure. I understand. But knowing <laughs> what they do with Gotham and how many seasons Gotham is, I'm... Yeah. No way. I'm yeah, but great. I'm a masochist. You, We know this. There's <laughs> something wrong with you. I trudged through the, through the deep, dark water. Glass shark. That deep water, that dark water. That deep water, that dark water. Anyway, um, no, yeah, man, Robert Pattinson, great. Uh, Andy Serkis, great. Yeah, I'm gonna come back to to Robert Pattinson's portrayal as Bruce Wayne and Batman really quick. We're gonna come back to him a lot because it's Batman. This is the most Batman that's been in a movie in any Batman Batman movie. The whole movie, even when he has the cowl off, which is great. Yeah, but also, except for a couple scenes. And the biggest one is when he confronts Carmine, because then he's fully Bruce Wayne. I can't wait to get yeah, but I can't wait to get into Carmine because I have a lot of oh thoughts to say about Carmine. Gosh. This um, movie. So yeah. who do who do yeah, who do we want to jump wanna, into? Next? I want to get to Gordon and Batman at the mayor's house. Okay. And then we can talk about Gordon. Yes. As he steps into this room and all the cops turn and look at him and they're all giving him the stink eye. Mm-hmm. The the looks on their faces, their whole vibe mm-hmm. is like he shouldn't be here. Yeah, and I like, I like the character that Gonzalez is. Yeah, because at the start I was like I don't know how to feel about this man, but in hindsight after seeing everything, he really is a good kid who wants to help out the city, right? Yeah, yeah, and I like that you can tell how young he is. Yeah, he's doing his. He's got that mustache, his little mustache. Yeah. Thing. But that's just because he's a Latino dude, and you know how we are with our mustaches, yeah. right? So, <laughs> I like I hand. like the part later when he's like, "Yeah, my uncle puts in carpets or whatever." I was like, "Bro," I was like, "If no, you don't right. stop right now," no, I was right. like, "If you don't stop right now." <laughs> now listen, on the one you hand, me his other uncle is a mover. <laughs> on the one hand, I want to be like, "Hmm, is that kind of racist?" Fully knowing that my family, I can say the same. Thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> So I got a uncle. I got an uncle who's a farmer in Kansas, dog. Like just, just you could have been Superman. That's crazy. I, <laughs> <laughs> when he takes his hand and just puts it on, no mm-hmm. fear. Thing was firmly on it. Trying to cup the bat titty. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> no, but for real. And he's like, "Whoa!" And then he like pulls back for his not pulls his hand back, but like his vibe yeah. is like. Yeah. What am I doing? That's the Batman. Yeah. And Gordon's like, let him in. Yeah. First off, I love Jeffrey Wright just doing the Jeffrey Wright All voice. Right. Yeah. No no attempt to be the more energetic Gordon. He does that like he's come in, the Batman. He's he's Mayor's at his house. like whispery sort of tone. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta get you out of here. Man, <laughs> that's important. 
Because he calls him man, chief, and dude. Ooh, dude. This man. Batman and Gordon, they are friends. Chief. They really are. It's not just coworkers. It's not just respect and trust that they've built. But I like that part of his workers. I, They're friends. Yeah. I like that part of like, man, you st- we've been working together two years. You still haven't told me who you are. Like, <laughs> I like your Jeffrey Wright voice. It's pretty great. What? Your Jeffrey Wright voice. Oh, I've been doing this for a long no, time. It's good. It's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good in this movie. <laughs> That that's that's near he does with the when the mustache goes one side up. That's Gordon. Yeah, yeah. That's Gordon. I had a tweet in the drafts, uh, for a very long time, and I didn't tweet it because the image wouldn't load up. And then any image I did find, I was like, Nah, this ain't this ain't the vibe that I needed from that mm-hmm. original image. But I wanted to tweet. This the realest Jim Gordon ever looked. My man is stressed. <laughs> Once again, you know, the gold standard for me, obviously, 90s animated series. Yes. However, it was pretty close. Yeah. This, yeah, this is yeah. really close. I think other other Gordon for me, aside from aside from uh, BTAS. Uh, BTAS, is Batman Year One Gordon, where Brian yeah. Cranston voices him. Like, specifically, I mean, either the comic or the animated version, sure. I think they're that pretty good interpretation. Um. But yeah, no, those are those are those are it for me cuz obviously BTAS Gordon defining <laughs> um and then year 1 Gordon just really like adds character mm-hmm. to to him. Um I like Gary Oldman. They give Gary Oldman a lot to do. And I hope and I hope we get to see uh uh Jeffrey Wright do more like to yeah. that level as Gordon cuz that's the only thing I feel like he has, he has, he definitely has like an arc and like stuff to do here, but in terms of like the importance sure. that Gary Oldman's Gordon has, I think of being in a, like a thematic and the one guy, way, you know what I mean? Yeah, like for, yeah. for the Nolan trilogy, the way that Gordon contributes. However, yeah, because he's the one movie, good cop that he trusts. Yeah. yeah, in this movie, Gordon is a secondary protagonist almost because he helps drive the action forward. Yeah, he's really. He's getting into it alone. Yeah, yeah, man. He's incredible. I loved his. He's great. Yeah. I gotta get you out of here, man. I'm like, did he just call Batman man? And then yeah. it kept happening. All right. Wait, wait. But my favorite one is like, is when they go to the the orphanage, and he pulls out his gun and he's like, no guns. He's like, that's your thing, yeah, man. man. That's your thing. <laughs> like, and I'm like, that's and Batman the right doesn't, answer. and Bat, but Batman doesn't say anything about it. He's like, all right, whatever. Like, it's fine because that's fair. Yeah, he knows. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Batman does so much detective work. Man, this is the first time on screen they didn't lie. This is the first time lie. on screen that I have believed that Batman could be the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. Even when Penguin says it sarcastically later, it's really funny. World's that, that, greatest that detective. I love, yeah. not to jump to the Penguin, but I love that he's just some New York, real, like, Italian vibe dude. I have I have mixed feelings, but no, I, but I, I, do, I do like it. Yeah. I like it because of how well this movie pulls it off. Yeah. Because he fits in with the world. Yes. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
You know, he's great. I love I love worlds I love him calling the world's greatest detective and I like when uh Falcone when he's escorting him out of the club and they run into Gordon, he's like, What are you with Zorro here? I was like, Yes. Good, thank you. Good thank reference. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank God we did not see the Waynes die again. Whew. I was surprised when they actually showed us Thomas and Martha, just in general. Yeah. And I'm glad that it was just like some dude and some lady. I, mm-hmm. I it it would have been a little distracting if it was Bring like here are Jeffrey these Dean important Morgan actors. No yeah. <laughs> you say Morgan Freeman? I said Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. I because I knew what you said, but then whatever the audio came through in my headphones sounded like you said Mer- Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, that's how Morgan I sound. Freeman. That's Morgan how you sound. Freeman. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'm glad it was some dude. Like their presence is still felt and you know, you know what happened. That's it. We say it too, just because of course, why would you not bring it up? But we don't need to see it. And we'll never know what happened. Yeah. For the next two movies in this trilogy and then the other three that they do later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably won't However, He says he wants to do this trilogy. And if they want to keep this going, because I, I could, I wouldn't mind this keep keep going. They better find somebody who can really take the reins from this man, because because this is here's the thing with me is, thing. is that Matt Reeves understands that the Batman has points where he is this way, and then he mm-hmm. evolves, mm-hmm. which is so clear in this movie because, like we said, mm-hmm. Batman has an arc. That's a really yes. That's a really big topic. I've been trying to put it off a little bit, but I I mean, if you if you're down to get into it, I want to stick on him being a detective in this movie first, okay. just in this initial All right. scene, All right. and then we'll we'll keep going with Batman and Gordon, so that we can get to Thumb Drive and then swap over to the Riddler. Yes, because we have yes. to. Is it Dano or Dano? It's I I say Paul Dano. Okay, because I've been saying Dano too. Okay. I haven't heard anyone say otherwise, so... All right. I just wanted to double yeah. check. So, the all the dudes are, you know, CSIs and everybody's doing their thing. Yeah. And Batman is just taking a couple steps every once in a while, but he's just looking. Yes. And with his which eyes... I, which, I, which I noticed mm-hmm. immediately of just, like, retaining information. If you and didn't believe around, I was like, that Robert Pattinson could be Batman... <laughs> man were you wrong there are some people that i know probably still don't and i and i want to i want i'll get into that later with with like i said the, a big topic i want to discuss about this hey hey look at me real quick that's all i gotta yeah, say about that that's so to that's, them yeah. yeah no i get that yeah, i get that you should watch out though because i think i just saw something flash through the window as you all did right, that right, but right, i right. don't know i don't know they got you last time so i gotta i gotta watch out yeah i'm just i'm just saying He identifies when the mayor's thumb gets cut off by looking at it. Because of the... He tells the the medical dude, hey, here's how it happened. His Batman voice. I love how gentle it is sometimes. Yes. It's 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 the one... It's close to the one I always try to do where it's like a gravelly whisper. Well, not gravelly whisper, right. but gravelly's like there's bass. Right gravelly's not the right word. It's like it's 
it's tough. Like there's a there's, there's a base a in there, it, but yeah. it's not yeah. Um and sometimes he sounds, you know, his voice is coming through very softly. Yeah. But that does nothing to detract from his presence. Yeah. And it the the weight, the full gravity of the Batman has chosen to speak because the other yes. reason that I like that opening monologue is because we get to see his inner thoughts because when he's Batman, He's not going uh-huh. to talk to you unless he really has something to say. Yeah. Because he ignores people so much in this movie. He doesn't say a word yes. to them. That's, that's the Batman. part I like when this when that's the part I like when the CSI dude is still trying to get more like a better look at the the body and take photos. And he's trying to step around and then Batman is just in frame mm-hmm. and he's like, Excuse me, and then just steps that, around him all that awkwardly. Made me laugh so hard. I was like, Yep. I was funny. like, We're in this. We're in this. Yeah, no, this movie is funny. It's it's dark, it's gritty, it has all the but it's it's a funny movie. Yeah. There's there's things that make you laugh. There's the things that make me do my weird laugh because whoa. But yeah. you know, there's actual funny jokes and stuff in here and I think mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Um but yeah, the to the Batman letter is first seen here. Yeah. That's good. I like I justice. like the handwriting. Do not lie. Yeah. What is the price for your that trailer is so good. Still. That trailer is good, and the actual line itself in that moment mm-hmm. was good. He just I like when because not to jump ahead, jump ahead, but when he's like, I ah, bribe, a bribe, he's like, he wants to know how much they paid you. He's like, nothing. He's like, how much? Because <laughs> he's like, I know you lied. The. No, we're gonna get into Riddler if I do this. We'll keep going. I know, no, I know, I know. Sorry, I it's just that part. To, that part is really good. I was about to. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he he takes back the letter to Wayne Manor, and Alfred just gets to work. <laughs> yep. And we see the contact lenses. Yes, that's okay. So see, that's the thing because yep. when he when he was just looking around, yes, I was like. He's got some. He's got a contact lens or something in his eye. Something's taking photos so that way he can analyze it later. Because I know he's not just looking really hard to remember. He's not. He, he can't do that. He's not gonna do that. And so then the moment we get in there, and it's just real close up, all uncomfortable, like on Fish his lens, like yeah. super red eyes and like taking the lens out. I was like, Bro. and I like that you can see the like grid work. The, of the yeah circuitry. There are so many times in this movie where I was like, yes, I'm in. Yes, I'm in. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it didn't annoy me that it kept trying to. T- it's not one of those things where it's like, "Huh, are you in yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, no." I was like, "No, d- yeah, right, dude. I'm in. I'm in." There's one moment in particular, but I don't want to get there yet. Yeah, where I was like, I was like, it was like you had me, but now you have my spirit and my body, mm-hmm. and I'm with and my you. Sword <laughs> and my bow and my axe, all of it. Yeah. Um. I'm glad that, you know, it's not just here's Batman the Vigilante, which he is. Yeah. But it's Batman the Detective. And we get yes. that more than the Vigilante. Yeah. But when he fights dudes, he fights dudes, bro. Yeah, he's scrapping. It's a real it's a real street fight vibe to his his style sometimes. Yeah. Um, what is it? Who asked me? It was it was uh Arnold asked me. He was like he was like, so has this Batman trained with Ra's al Ghul already? And I was like, I don't know. I, don't I was know. like, that can, that could be it. It could be. Right? But 
uh, as far as we know, I mean, it's it's kind of up in the air right. for what they for what they tell us. All the we origin know is, is that Alfred has taught him the fighting basics. And I and I took yeah, and I took that as just like defending himself and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's like Alfred's not gonna teach him how to do a triple somersault into a a, a, a flying kick or something. That's why Alfred got that cane because he used to be yeah, moving like he, that. he used to yeah. <laughs> I would I believe an it itch. for Andy. I have an itch. Yeah, I would too. I have an itch right above my elbow, and I can't get it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is when Alfred starts undoing the cipher with him, and they talk through the stuff together, and they figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Well, it's not a complete cipher, so you know we gotta. And he's like, "What if it is?" And I'm like, "What if it is? What if it is? What if it is?" And then it's you know drive. Yeah, it's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Did you also get that tease for all the other DC movies coming out this year? Yeah, before the thing, because I got really confused because all of the AMC stuff was over. Yeah, because I went to an AMC. Nicole Kidman left the screen. I was um. I'll, I'll tell you my full story later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot. I forgot about Nicole Kidman because I haven't been in a movie. I haven't been in a theater since Spider Man, yeah. and so she came up and I and I laughed and I like almost clapped. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so you remembered when she ruined my attempt at seeing No Time. Yeah, Day. yeah. Um, no, but the uh, <laughs> that that shot a Catwoman in him in the uh, like the construction site yeah. where the bat signal is. Um, I was like, are you showing me a trailer for the movie? And then it showed the other DC stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. This is weird. I'm but not going right. to see the flash in theaters. Really? I'm not. Really? I'll, as of right now. No. As I'm being no, so serious. You gotta, you have to. As of this moment, there is nothing that has been shown to me and nothing about what I've heard that makes me want to see it in the theater. Okay, I understand that. However, however, makes you want to see it and makes you need to see it are two different things. I, Justin, you know that I'm stubborn enough that if there's nothing that is said or nothing shown in a trailer, I'll wait. Well, the other thing is we haven't even gotten a real trailer, which is really frustrating for for that and for Black Adam because Black Adam comes out in July. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Black Adam Black Adam comes out in July. Then Flash comes out in November, I think. Does it? I think so. And then Aquaman. It's either November or like September. And then Aquaman is December again, which is weird. I think it's weird that Aquaman is a December movie. Like that's a summer blockbuster right there, dude. Mm-hmm. It should be. I if you swapped out the release dates for Black Adam and for Aquaman, I would not be mad. Give it to me. I feel like Black Adam can also make there are things that just make sense of like what month and what period the movie should come out in. Agreed. Batman Black releasing Adam in be, March uh, is a little weird, but yeah, it was. Black yeah. Adam. It was supposed to be, be a good uh, fall movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's the vibe on that. The color palette suits it too. Yes. Yeah. When Hawkman um, pops his wings out in that little preview, I was like, it's so mm. cool. I wish he was shirtless. I wish he yeah. I wish he just had the harness on, but I understand. But hey man, listen, Aldous Hodge. Aldous Hodge got that body. 
Adi 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 yeah yeah. All right, sorry to break up the Batman talk because we sometimes we got to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I know that we should, but I don't want. I know, I know. But we should anyway. This podcast is gonna be like three hours long, ain't it? As I'm looking at the runtime right now, maybe. I'm glad we're recording it tonight. Then have to be. Yeah, have to be. Uh, anyway, Batman and Gordon get back together. They're looking for stuff in the mayor's garage. This dude Drive had doesn't just have to mean a car. This dude had so many cars. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. It's right. I'm really glad that <laughs> you know all these little things to to show you stuff that they're gonna tell you later. Yeah, but he's it's looking like Tony Stark's garage in there for real. Yeah, for real, for real. It's and if you see that and you're thinking like, hmm for a mayor yes that doesn't seem right that, that and yeah, if you, would if be you right. thought that you're right yeah anyway they're looking through the thing and batman spots the the thing stabbed into the tire pulls it out yeah. very satisfying noise as it pops out yes and then he's looking in through the window and gordon's like what are you looking for a usb drive and i'm like oh yeah we are in the present huh yeah because obviously, yeah. but like the way that Gotham looks. I remember, I remember hearing rumors that this movie is going to be set in the 90s and I was totally with it. Yeah. I was like, give me, give me grungy Batman. And guess what? They still gave me grungy Batman. <laughs> you have made me believe that the Gotham City that I want is possible in the social media age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with the And rhythm. they use the social media uh-huh. age thing too. Uh-huh. This movie goes They're... so crazy. It's yeah. unfair how good this yeah. movie is. Yeah, man. Give it an Oscar. So good. I don't know for for what. There's lots of things you give an Oscar for, but give it at least two. Yeah. I nope yeah. is coming out. Not year, to be so not to be one mind. of. The, hey, man. Listen, we can we can nominate a lot of things. Nominate. I'm the kind of person who takes nominations. Oh yeah. Sir. Uh, unless unless something that totally shouldn't have won wins. So the Joker. Green Book. Green Book. Telling me that movie where that white man teaches a black man to eat fried chicken. <sighs> One best picture. Oscar's so white indeed. Man. Anyway, I don't need a bet. You know what? It, Because I don't like to be that guy who's like, no, this comic book movie deserves it. Because I didn't like when they tried to push Endgame. I didn't no. like when they... I would, you know, I would have been fine with a nomination for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, because it would have been like culmination Send-off. Oscar yeah, for that. For that, yeah, I think you should get like an honorary Oscar for that. To be honest, for sure. Um, I didn't like it when they were like when they were like. This is up to you. For what? Well, uh, for you know the MCU, but I'm saying like. Oh yeah. Robert Downey Jr. helped change the face of modern cinema. Of, That's just true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I didn't. I didn't like that they were like, "Let's push for No Way Home to to get out," and they actually tried to a push for it. Um, Logan Logan won best original or adapted screenplay. I think something like that. I think it was adapted because it, because it's source material. I need to see that um, again. Yeah, me too. Um, Let's watch the black and white one. I don't know. No, I'm. I that's not a serious suggestion. No, I know. I have this. I have this weird thing where I'm like, yeah, I would like to see the black and white version of these things, but the color, 
pops so much in like Mad Max, the 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 black and chrome version, whatever. I'm like, that sounds cool. Couldn't, couldn't ever do. But that. I don't like I'm if you sorry. showed me clips. Cool. Yeah. Right. Even my my favorite game, L.A. Noir, of like yeah. Detective noir, black and white stuff, whatever. But the colors in that game are just impeccable. If like someone, it adds so much. If someone played the black and white version of Logan and the regular version right next to each other, I'd love to sit and watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was the original point? USB drive. USB drive. He opens the door. He, oh, you know, pulls the thing out. There is a thumb attached to our uh, USB stick. He holds it up. Thumb drive. And I'm like. Thumb drive. That's, and I laugh because it's a joke. And yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is it? But even further, they're like, oh, it's, he's like, oh, it's encrypted. And then he's like, he opens the thingy for the thumbprint thing. He's like, oh, this, this is. This is sick. <laughs> like, and it's so like, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. It's such a Gordon reaction. Yeah. And Batman's just, just with like, the Jeffrey War- Jeffrey Wright uh, a twist on it. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, Batman's like, time to do the job. And Gordon's like, oh, that's gross. Hardened yeah. city cop Jim Gordon is like, ew. <laughs> Hardened Gotham cop right. Jim Gordon. Yeah. No, but, you know, former um, Chicago. You, you get my No, idea. yeah, no, I get you saying. Um, yeah. But then I like the thing where they're where they're on the the laptop and they're looking at everything and they're like, oh, who is this? And then you just see the sent sent oh sent sent sent. I and was I was so like, stressed out. No, Gordon wasn't. I mean, he was, but not in the sense you'd expect him to, because he wasn't like, oh my god. He was like, oh no, he sent it all out. I'm gonna catch hell for this. Yeah. Like he seems so like bothered and irritated, but not like. Oh, what's happened? Oh no, right. I can't it's believe not, it's not. What does this mean for the city? It's like this is gonna be yeah. annoying. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's, it's great. So this is the it's most great. that I've loved Gordon in any of the live action. Yeah, movies. yeah. Because like I said, I like I like uh, Gary Oldman because well, he's we don't he, like he, Gary some, Oldman. We like his portrayal. Well, yeah, we like yeah, his portrayal. To clarify, yeah. but I because he has he has a lot of fun moments in both of those movies where he gets to be cool and funny. Like when oh, yeah. he's in the Batmobile yeah. in Batman Begins, and he's like pancaking cards, and he's like, "Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, um, Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright's terrific. I, I I love him, and I can't wait to see more of him in um in these movies. But let's hop into the Riddler now. Let's get into it. This man, this monster. He... So, for for myself personally. My favorite way that I both would want to do the Riddler and a way that I really like seeing him is when he himself is nonviolent. I really like the idea that he has all these mind puzzles. He will gamble with people's lives, Mm -hmm. but he is not a brutal murderer himself. I like that. This This actually bleeds into a point that I thought about when I watched the movie mm-hmm. but but forgot to put in my notes. Okay. The very core difference between Gotham Riddler and this Riddler in terms of killing and, and, and oh, nonviolence. Sure. Um Gotham told me, hey, here is the origin of these characters that are gonna be 
the ones you know. Yes. Right? And I was like, okay. And they're like, we're going to do this this way, though. Right? Because the first, because I was on board with a little bit of Edward's portrayal. I really liked for, him for, for some a time. Yeah. Chunk of it until until he, he murdered somebody. Right. And I was like, this is not how this works. I was like, this is not how this works. But in this version, even though, like, still calling it the definitive version, at least live action Batman, um, having him get his hands dirty in this way, because you're like, this is this version of the Riddler. He's like the Zodiac Killer. He's a crazy, like, conspiracist, like, idealist, you know. Yeah. Crazy guy. Right? right? So, so I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So my point is just that like I that's my personal preference for the Riddler. Yes. Is I agree thing, with you. it's purely cerebral and he's willing to hurt people, he's willing to kill them, but he doesn't seek out violence. He seeks out someone that is so dedicated to solving his puzzles. Yeah. That's the point of it. Right? Yes. I like that. However, Paul Dano's Riddler. Paul Dano's Riddler is great. Other level. He's hamming it up in the best way possible. He's scary, and he doesn't necessarily become less scary when the mask comes off. Yes. And that's what I love about it. He becomes, honestly, he becomes even more unhinged. He becomes more unhinged, but I'm saying, like, he doesn't become less scary. Oh, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. No, I know. Right? I mean, my point is that, like, I, I'm i really glad that he takes his mask off and he's the nerdiest looking man you've ever seen in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. I was talking to one of my friends about it and they were like, I wouldn't believe that he, that man is an actor if you showed <laughs> a picture of him to me just because yeah. he looks so plain and so regular. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And you I love it because you'd be more surprised that he's one of the best actors out there. He's because he's great in everything. <laughs> um, but just you know, the Riddler should look like a normal nerd when yeah. it's all said and done. When you strip away yeah. his costume, whatever it is, he should look like a normal nerd. But the fact that this guy who has been so terrifying in his scary mask with his you know blunt objects and collar bombs and all the different yeah. stuff he does. When he takes it off and he's a regular dude in a coffee shop being really crazy still, he's not yeah. any less scary. Yeah. And his yeah. his insan you know, insanity becomes more and more it reaches its peak in that interrogation scene. Yeah. It's mm. fa- mm-hmm. that's fantastic. But it seems because fa- when he when he's up against the wall and he's just hollering because he's like, No, like this is not how I wanted this to go. That I was like, bro. I was like, I, I, once again, I'm in. <laughs> right. I'm in. Like, yeah. you have, because I've, I've given the okay in my head for, like, Riddlers who are violent. Like yeah. the one in Telltale Batman. Yeah. Like, I that one's it. a little interesting, yeah. Um, that, that, that twist on it is. But once again, it comes from the view of, like, this is our version. This our is version not the version. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that Obviously, this, this one's older, a little different because it's the Batman, but... <laughs> the Batman, yeah. Yeah. I was really scared. I want to mention this now. I was mm-hmm. really scared whenever um, they pulled up the The, the journalist? Mm-hmm. And, and his name was Edward Elliot? Elliot. And then, and it, then said it said hush. hush. 
remembering the animated Hush movie where he pulls the bandages I, off and the question marks on his head. And I said, no, 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 no. If you let manage me tell to make you, me dislike a decent chunk of this movie yes. in this moment, I'll be so sad. Not only was I worried from that alone, I was worried from the trailers because they never showed Paul Dano's face in the trailers. And I was like, you don't, don't pull the rug from under us Don't or something that. but i will tell you exact same thought process in my head and i'm not at all surprised that that happened in your head as well because yeah. of course because this is something that we are so like you know you know us. yeah that's yeah but <laughs> wow i was watching it and i'm like please don't because it would genuinely ruin the movie I, completely I, not the full movie necessarily sure but i mean to have to this guy take be the, the major villain and yeah. just screw that up so badly would be egregious to say. But at least that's set up, I guess, if they decide they want to do. And I Hush. like it because it's not like, here's what we're doing next. It's like, here's yeah. Gotham. We're just establishing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Which they do really well in this movie, mm-hmm. like a lot, because there's that part where Penguin when he's yelling at, at Falcone, he's like, you have a nice trip to Blackgate. And it's so casual. I'm like, yeah, I know what Blackgate is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, um, Catwoman's I'm like, like yeah, Catwoman's like, I might head up to Bloodhaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Great. Just we're, name we're... drop really casually as if they're mm-hmm. things that exist in the world. Yes. Not, do you see, we mentioned it. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just do, yeah. These are things that exist because you know. Mm-hmm. Going back to Batman, there's forever. one thing that I there's one thing that I think is really interesting, and I don't know if it's the thingy. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. It's in the final act okay. of the movie. Um, it's the little vial that he put into his suit. Ah, okay. Because I was like, no. So I'm just gonna let you know <laughs> that that is it was adrenaline. So, yeah. Okay, sure. But the fact that it was green was like a... No, like I Like, adrenaline's not green, is it? it? No, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... I would assume it was a coloration thing mm-hmm. for, you know, just whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, the thought like, never the, crossed my mind, but I do understand what yeah. you mean by that. Because it came out of nowhere. Because what I... Because what I thought he was going to do... I thought he had one of those moments where, like, air was stuck in his chest. Mm. So he was going to do like the, like, what is it? Like an embolism or whatever? Or oh, the okay. embolism, the wrong thing. Embolism feels like the wrong thing. But I, I know what you you're know talking what I mean. about, though. Yeah. Yeah. He was just going to open an airway so that way it was gone and he could get up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the one for the throat specifically. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so when he pulled out a little green vial, shoved it in his, in his suit, which then sent it right, right into his he, blood. The reason that I knew it was adrenaline is because he pops open the thing. There's a uh-huh. cap on his thigh. Okay. That's what you do with adrenaline. Okay. That's what an, an EpiPen is. The epinephrine you with the yeah, okay. stab it right into there. So that's why yeah. I knew. But you see yeah, but you see what I'm saying, right? No, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But it didn't cross <laughs> it was my mind like, at the huh? moment because I was so like real world, like I recognize those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I hadn't been in that mindset, I totally would have been like Venom. Yeah. Venom. Yeah, we didn't. You neither of us said venom until that point. So people are like, "What are they talking about?" Hey man, listen. I'm sorry. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> this is for the girls that know. This is, this is episode what 14. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we just um, say BTAS and DCAU. We and didn't even say know, our names at the beginning of this podcast. Oh my gosh, we didn't. Hi, I'm <laughs> Kevin Cruz and that's Justin Reese. What's up? I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, I love you. It's so nice to be like so genuinely happy doing a recording right now. Right. It's so nice because the last the Batman. last two were the last two were very very the last three dour. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, because Dark Knight Rises. Superman, yeah, I keep Joker. look. I keep I keep forgetting Dark Knight Rises happened because it's forgettable. I've seen that too high up on so many people's lists lately, and it drives me. I don't insane. trust anyone whose top three are the Nolan trilogy. Guess what? That's the top three for all of Kind of Funny's ranking. I saw me. where I saw I saw I where they I saw them. where they because it's Dark Knight begins then, uh, Dark Knight Rises yeah. and then they had eighty nine right underneath it, but they put the Batman in the spot where eighty nine is, so now everything else is bumped under. And I was like, uh, no. Wait, wait, you're telling me that they rank the Batman? They rank. Where did they rank the Batman? It's number four. Yeah. 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 Now, I didn't listen to the review because, like, you know I have that issue yeah. of which I can't listen to people talk about things uh, all the time, especially if it's a thing I'm very opinionated about because I would like to interject, mm-hmm. which is why I did not watch them watch any rank any of the Marvel MCU stuff or yeah. the Star Wars things. Yeah. I did, however, watch their reviews for all the Spider-Man stuff and the X-Men stuff. How'd that feel? Uh, infuriating, but it was a fun watch. Okay, cool. Because they ragged on the Raimi trilogy, like, completely. Completely? Completely. Okay. In the sense of, know... like, in the sense of, like, yeah, there are some things, but then it's undermined by blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. Now, listen, like, you know no. that I, I'm, not, I'm personally not the fondest no, of those No, I movies. know. That's why I'm bringing this up. However, I'm bringing this up. Because you still at least recognize the value. Yeah. But towards towards the uh, towards the end of the... Because I, I didn't watch it for any of the more recent stuff. But towards the end of the series, most of the Raimi stuff was on the lower end, I think. They obviously were like, no, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is garbage. But, okay. you know, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that. But Spider Verse, uh, Spider Verse, and Homecoming film. were like the top two, I think, which makes mm. sense. Yeah, but I was still like, bro, come on now. Speaking of Spider Man, Robert Pattinson is the Andrew Garfield of Batman's. You're spitting bars right now. Mm-hmm. That's this this freaky this freaky little man doing his freaky little Batman. And I love we we mentioned this before. It's the exact inverse energy where Andrew Garfield's like, I can't ruin Spider Man for people, and Robert mm-hmm. Patton's like, I sure do hope I ruin he's Batman like, I for hope, some yeah. people. And I well, respect them gonna, both because he's not for Robert do porn. Pattinson, since it's about Batman, good mm-hmm. for Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Since it's about Spider Man, good. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We got to put them in something together, unless they were already in something together. It feels like they must have been. Yeah. Yeah, but they definitely they should have, be if they haven't been. Yeah. Anyway, the Riddler, the Diddler. Um, oh, don't say that. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a Simpsons reference. I know. 
I'm sorry, I forget that almost like the only person I can rely on to make Simpsons references to is my friend Heidi, because apparently none of my other friends have ever watched The Simpsons ever. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but about the Riddler, I wanna I wanna just quickly veer into another point regarding okay. him and his riddles. Yes, I this made is this the joke. Best Riddler, because yes, he this does is the best Riddler. Riddles with a purpose. They actually yes. mean something. Yes, they actually tie in. But, but also. I cannot overstate how much I mean this joke, but also it's a joke for the sake of my friends and family who are super religious. Batman 66 is the Old Testament. Yeah. Every single person, every single villain that was in Batman 66 is in this movie. One with a with a with a lesser uh, You're uh right. role. You're right. And also, they lean super hard into how insane this man's riddles are because they are really, really obtuse and really stupid in the the sense that they're clever, but they're stupid. The amount of mileage that he gets out of URL Rata Alada is. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) The amount of mileage that this movie gets out of that one riddle is insane because I loved it every time they went, huh, we weren't right about this. Huh, uh-huh. let's see what this is. Whenever he went U-R-L and then started typing it in, I was like, no. I was like, bro, you gotta be kidding this me. This movie, dog. <laughs> I would allow Robin to commit war crimes if this were the case. That's fair. Um, he didn't commit no. war crimes because of six ounces in a tree. He's not allowed to do it because <laughs> of this. He committed war crimes because he's a monster. Um... No, but I, but like, it's it truly like this, the, the imprint, bro, my mom pointed it out to me. Cause I was, I was like super like in the moment of how cool it is when he goes to chase after Selena, after she leaves the bat, the bat signal and Gordon's there with that other, like the, the, the dirty cop, he hooks onto the side of the wall. Yes. I caught it. Jumps right off away. and starts running. And in the moment of my mom being like, bro, don't leave me here. Cause she, cause she, she and I had moments where we like looked at each other. And we we're like, ah. She nudged me and was like, no, you didn't. You can't miss that. And as she did that, I was like, he's oh, running down the side. I caught it the second he clipped it and started running down. I said, they knew that you know, there's no need for Batman to walk up a building anymore uh-huh. in the modern day. Yeah. So they made him run down one. Dude, I caught. Cause it I was just like, cause I was just like. Oh, this is cool. That's a cool shot. And then I was, I just realized the it, my mind took the camera from looking up to looking at the side, and I was like, "Bro, oh, in my head, it was playing was like, the this, side by side of them." This genius, this genius man, Matt Reeves, the most genius, genius man, <laughs> Matt Reeves. Genius. Um, so there's that. There's the riddles. There's the fact that all each of those, um. Each of those villains is in the movie to a to an extent. Um, I didn't clock that until now. It's just it's literally just. Well, I I also remember even Matt Reeves tweeted a photo. I think this is before anyone knew anything about the movie, or like before like pre production, before like casting and anything. He took a photo of 
the 66 costumes for Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman. And then someone later put it together. And then knowing he who shall not be named is also technically in the movie. Like, if literally it's like he took the photo and then cropped it. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) Just like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But then looking at how much of the the dna of of 66 elite the movie at least is in this is like insane like i'm saying we wouldn't be here without any of these movies like at all and it honestly just manages to run laps around every single one in the most respectful way possible yeah because it's not like it's not like screw you uh uh nolan no. Or, or or Burton, whatever. It's like, thank you. It's a baton pass. Right. Yeah. Um, you get where you and are I by really... standing on the shoulders of giants. It's that. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes um, the giant is Joel Schumacher and he has nipples. And, you know, that is what it is. There was, a really, there was a really good Joel Schumacher reference in the Legends of the Bat episode mm. of New Adventures of Batman that I didn't clock until yesterday. Uh because i couldn't what is it i i came home from the theater and all i wanted to do was watch the movie again and i was like no yep. I, I i have no way of doing that i can't i can't i literally told my mom i was like literally in the theater i was like if we did not have to go home and make sure freya was okay and like cool we totally would be getting tickets to another showing right now and she was like you're absolutely right um, so I came home and just watched more episodes of the new Batman adventures. I have five episodes of that and five episodes of Superman left. Um, I told you this already, but you yeah. know, for this, for the audience. Um, but in the legends of the legend of the dark Knight, rather not legend of the Batman, um, episode, they do the homage to the Dick Sprang Batman and the homage to Frank Miller's dark Knight returns. Right. And so, you know, it's a, it's the narrative device is kids telling the stories of how yeah. they think Batman is. And they're walking after the one kid finishes the, the Dick Sprang homage. And there's a kid with really long hair working outside of like a fashion window and like fixing it up. And right above it says Shoemaker and his name is Joel. And he says, you guys talking about the Batman? Oh, I love him. The rubber suit, the the flashy suits, the rubber muscles, the car. I hear it even goes up walls. And I was like, that's bro. Amazing. I was like, that's great. I love that's that. Great. And the only reason I was able to pull that together, just aside from the fact that it's right there in front of you, his name is Joel and the science is yeah, Shoemaker, yeah, yeah. is I watched that first episode of Halston mm. and Joel Schumacher was one of the people that Halston worked with uh, on his on his fashion stuff, and even and even watching that episode of Halston, I was like, I was like, that's not Joel Schumacher, is it? And so I had to look it up, and I was like, this man was like a fashion designer before he yeah. he, he got into. I couldn't I could not believe it, but then also believed it yeah, when sense. I thought about the movies that he's done. Yeah. Um, Extremely I need to get back. Side note: need, need to need to get back to to Halston because I've only seen the first episode and I loved it. And Ewan McGregor is terrific in it. And the girl who plays is uh, Liza Minnelli is really hot. Anyway, the Riddler. Um. What a man! His presence, 
his presence even off screen, like just purely in like the riddles and the contraptions he sets and he's on all that each crusade. note. Yeah. He has a mission. That's why I'm okay with him being so violent. That's why I'm okay with, you know, he's like, this is what I'm doing and I have an end goal and then I'm done. I don't care. Take me in. But it's also, but it's not even, it's not just driven by some purpose of like, I want to set things right. Like he still feels like he's done wrong. I'm glad there's still yes, an uh, almost justified ego in in his actions because that's one of the key things about Riddler is his ego, right? And I also enjoy this take of like, I wanted to be like you, but in my own way. Yes. Because that's a thing that they allude to. I'm not sure if it's just in this other, this other thing, but they allude to that in Arkham origins because he's just still, he's not the Riddler yet in Arkham origins. He's just, um, uh, uh, some like data handler basically, but essentially he uses all of the leverage he has over politicians and like political figures, uh, public figures rather, um, to do what he does. And he's like, and, but the, th- the difference there is like, he's like, I'm better than you Batman. Cause I don't need to be a thug to make a difference in this city. And it's not the same thing here. No, but, and honestly, if they, if they had like a mix of the two, Sure, but I still like the way they do it both in Arkham Origins and in this because I like that he's like, we did this together, you know? Like, I like that I... he fully believes that Batman's on board with him. Yeah, which leads into Bruce's arc more and mm-hmm. his his uh, change of heart about his course of action. Um, he's, he's terrific. Paul Dano's terrific, and I hope... I'm glad that he doesn't die. <laughs> I'm very glad that the Riddler doesn't die. He's locked up in Arkham and hopefully we will see him and Paul Dano one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I like that he has such purpose. I like the monologue he gives to Batman about, you know, growing up an orphan and all that. Yeah. And every winter would get so cold that a baby would die. And I'm like, like, he's really been through it, you know? Yeah. It's this movie fully faces the fact that all of these evils and ills that Gotham has come from systemic failings. Yes. Which is what it always should be, but that's rarely what it actually is shown to be. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Because... In the case of the Joker, as we just saw, it's people are mean to him because Gotham's mean. Mm, Yeah. You know, whereas here it's like everyone is so corrupt and sick and in their own heads about, you know, all the people that are in charge and should be helping aren't. Yeah. They don't want to. They're out for themselves. Yeah. It is that, you know, the Batman year one thing where he's like, you feasted too long. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even need to say it. It's just that's he just doesn't it need is. to say it. Yeah. yeah, this movie pulls from so much without being like, "Do you get it?" And it's, I love it's it. It's what I talked about, where it's like you take the core of who the characters are and you do something else with it. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do to make something mm-hmm. good, a good superhero. Perfect movie. example. Yeah, 
And I Absolutely. think there's times where you don't even have to take, like, there's certain characters that you don't have to take the core of them and you reinvent them and do something new and interesting with. Mm-hmm. You obviously can't do it in a, a major film adaptation for Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman. Of course, yeah. Because you, you should. So you plant the seed somewhere else. You you can do it in animation. You can do a little spinoff thing. You can do a movie specifically where you're saying this isn't what it's supposed to be all the time, right? Yeah. But yeah. for other characters, like that's what happens in comics all the time is they're like, here's someone that we haven't touched in 15, 20 years. Let's reinvent them and make them cool again. And then they're off. Awesome. Tom King's whole, whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up. He's, do- he's living the dream, man. I really like the way that this movie portrays Gotham's cops. Yes. Because there's, you know, they're corrupt and they have the whole, you know, back the blue, we've got our brother's backs, blah, 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 that stuff. But there's still enough that are good and have good intentions. Yeah. And whenever, you know, it comes down to it, which is something that I want to talk about, that scene with Falcone, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Because we have to talk about him. There's enough people that in, enough people in the city who care about making it a real better place. Yeah. Regardless of anything else. Yeah. And it's like, I love the idea that while Batman hasn't made a difference, I think that speaks to in a way that Gordon has. Yes. Cause Gonzalez is like, you can tell that that's a kid who joined the force as Gordon has started making changes. Yes. Like it doesn't need to be said. Cause he trust he trusts Gordon. Yes. Yeah. And all the all the old the old guard when it comes to the cops, you know they're dirty, you know they suck. Yeah. Even that one guy that they never say it necessarily. The you know. yeah. Yeah. He's got all the stars and all the, you know. The chief, yeah. yeah. Whatever chief that is. Yeah, I don't know. Cuz I I thought that the the what is it? The fat guy that shows up with the big beard, the second guy who dies? Savage. Yeah, I thought from the trailers, given his his position, I thought that was going to be Commissioner Loeb. And then I thought the next guy, because since Savage died, I was like, oh, that's Commissioner Loeb. That wasn't Commissioner Loeb. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You still put the same guy. It, it's a different name. It's bad, bad, corrupt man. <laughs> bad, corrupt man. Yeah. Let me get Harvey Bullock. Yeah, need him. Need him, need Montoya. Need the whole gang. Need the whole gang. I was going to make a if, joke, but I don't want to. We'll just keep going. What? Well, I was just going to be like, let me get Knox. Obviously, I don't mean it, but you know. Hey, man. Comic book type beat, just throw him in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. There are um, plenty of like one-off random characters from sure. BTAS I'd love to bring back just to do a thing oh. with. Me too, man. Yeah. It's going to be so dangerous when I actually rewatch that because I'm going to be like, my Batman guy, stuff, and yeah, then just yeah, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, is that it on the Riddler for now, I guess? I mean, let's let's talk through plot points because we have to go through, Uh, you know, kills the mayor, kills Savage, like you said. Really mm-hmm. haunting scene as he records himself. And there's the rats in the thing. And Savage is in this awful murder contraption. Man. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
just so scary. And then it's uh, yeah. Coulson is the next one. Yeah, and we played can by the actor Peter Sarsgaard, who I know from being one of the bad guys in the Green Lantern movie starring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and the he was also the bad DCML. guy. <laughs> uh, and also being the bad guy in Magnificent Seven. He's, also, he's in plenty of other stuff too, but those he are like is. the things that come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know he was in the movie. Um, no, me neither. I mean, like I'd seen that scene with the with the tape over his mouth and the bomb collar and all that, yeah, but yeah. I didn't know that's oh, that I was didn't that actor at all. He was just a guy yeah. to me in the moment. Yeah. Um, for the trailers. Yeah. We can Kills use this Coulson. to talk about Selena. We can use this to talk about Penguin. We can use this to talk about everybody, basically, from this point. Let's 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 jump into Selena because Selena is the other like major, yeah, care player in this movie. Um, Zoe Kravitz crushed it. Man, she, she, I feel like in terms of like lead actors, like, of course you're like, okay, Robert Pattinson's going to come here and do the main character, does a good job. Paul Dano, great job as the villain, right? In terms of like main players, she steals the show completely. That's fair. Yeah. Because she, she, what is it? In the femme fatale role that Catwoman should have, right? If we're, if we're like boiling this down to like noir tropes and archetypes and whatnot. Yeah. Her, her setup is excellent. Like she's working at the club Mm -hmm. and the club, uh, does does what it needs to for her. Like obviously, I'm I'm sure she's getting whatever like crappy wage from that, but also getting info to go pull her heist and like get and do what she needs to do as as not well not Catwoman because they never say that, but she's a cat burglar. I like her little mask. I thought it was going to be annoying. Um, it wasn't annoying, but I but I I let well no yeah from the from the in the era. Of you need to earn your costume. I was like, you're not gonna make oh, Catwoman no, earn. Her. I wasn't. I wasn't on board with it when I saw it. But in the yeah. movie, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Listen, that first scene where Robert Pattinson's playing Peeping Tom across the way. Yeah. Uh, as she gets out the fire escape and does her thing, I was like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. That's, that's all you got to do. That's all you had to I show don't even, me. I don't even need the the cat ear mask nope. like the real one. I don't need the whip. Um, I don't need nothing. Yeah. I like that the the one cop had the scratches on his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was great. That's great. She but no, for real, she's terrific. Like she has she, she has, has stuff the, really going on. <laughs> the the strength and grit that you'd expect from someone who has grown up in Gotham. Yes. You know. And, and that I, you would expect Catwoman to have. Because I my favorite Catwoman is Less the wealthy socialite who moonlights as a thief, yeah, and from BTS. More so the, yeah, is more so the gritty. You know, I grew up on these streets, yeah, and I take back because I deserve it. And she perfect, sure yeah, does no, perfect, it in this perfect movie. antithesis to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, but she really deserves it in this movie. Oh yeah, I'm because glad that they. Du- I'm glad that they double down on the Falcone being her dad thing. They, I'm so, you know, I saw the long Halloween influences. Um, yeah. And I, I really appreciated them. Cause even saying, even saying that it doesn't even, 
maybe like come as a shock to like general audience goers like being like if yeah, Falcone is my dad or whatever like that doesn't feel like too much of like a deviation no. of like this is a thing we made up or whatever like and, and and knowing obviously us knowing that it's not unprecedented but it works <laughs> it works i remember yeah. the first time that i read i read dark victory before long halloween actually mm-hmm. but i read dark victory and i read that part and i was like that's really cool actually i like yeah that. i remember seeing that as like a tease in arkham origins because mm. there's a part where you have to go through the GCPD and there's a board with all the crime families listed and all of their like uh, Falcone, Maroni, Lou Moxon, uh, uh, you know, all like all these different like the head of the families. Yeah. And then breakdown of like the children, you know, wives, like whatever. Right. And there was one just off to the side for Falcone that was Selena question mark. And I was like, hmm. Huh. I don't know about yeah. that because this is before I read the long Halloween, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "That's interesting. I I can get down with that." And I'm like I said, I'm totally on board with it. And I'm glad they leaned into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, everyone gets something, a decent either an arc or something to do. Yeah. In this movie, really justifies the movie's length too. Because there's so much going on. Yeah. So whenever much. and so many people to touch on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to say, whenever we caught the Riddler and I could feel that there was a lot to still happen, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh mm-hmm. no!" It's like, that what did fear. he do? What did he I, do? <laughs> I don't know how how familiar are, uh, how familiar you are with this feeling, but as someone who grew up avidly reading, mm-hmm. there will be a point in a book. There's two things that happen that stress you out in the exact same way. It's you're getting near the end and there's mm-hmm. you feel about 20 pages left and uh-huh. nothing's been resolved. Yep. There's that. And yep. then there's everything is coming to a close and there's at least 75 to 100 pages left. And it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are you about to do to me? I get you. I get. Well, no, I get that feeling from television shows. OK, we're yeah. on the second to last or third to last episode and we're about to do the thing no we're not <laughs> no we're not at all or even looking at the length of a, a an episode and you're like here it here's the thing and i'm like no it's not we're not done we're not over yeah man yeah because i don't read yeah i mean you know <laughs> But the, I would like to trust me. I would for like sure. to. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I get you. You know, I can it's, read it took me books. a minute to really get back into it, and now Dune has slowed my progress because while it's really good, uh, it's me- meandering. There's a whole lot of words that aren't real words that I need to. I need to be able to be in the mindset of this world fully whenever he I shook pick it up. his shaglabosh to make sure that he could ward off the Tianthas. Yeah, the Atakin yeah. Desert. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. I need to get back to the the Black Dahlia. I've been the, meaning to finish that for like three years now. I was gonna say it's it's been more than that. No, because it was pre pandemic and I remember picking it up at a baby shower and that baby shower 
was right before one of my uncles died. How old the baby? Baby definitely going to turn three this year. So it was 2019, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Because to me, it feels that feels like a 2018 thing. I remember you talking about this. Book. Nah, nah. It's what definitely because because I saw that uncle at the All baby this shower. This don't matter. Nah, I'm gonna keep it in. I think it's <laughs> I think it's important to know how I tell time. The Batman lore. Yeah. I have to remember when a family member died, man. <laughs> anyway, I need to finish. Him. I need to finish the Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's really good. I got like a hundred pages in the first time I cracked it open and I was like, yeah. And then I put it down, didn't come back to it. I was like, I don't remember what's happening. And then I, I got the 50 pages through and I was like, all right, yeah, no, I remember that. And then I stopped again. <laughs> that's the other thing that impedes my progress with Dune is because there's a bunch of it that's familiar to me cause I've heard a decent chunk of the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep coming back to it, and I'll be like, "Oh, but I, I know this. When do we get to this thing?" Yeah, and then it's like, "Thank God for the audiobook because I wouldn't know how to pronounce ninety eight percent of what's being said half the yeah. time." Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I got like ten or fifteen pages into Ready Player One, and then I was mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna just watch the movie again." And so I watched the movie again. I was like, "All right, cool. I really like that movie. That movie's actually pretty fun." Nice. Um. Have you seen it? No, because I want to read the book first. Okay, it's fun. I like it. Um, Selena. Keep an eye out for Selena. Keep an eye out for Selena. And you better She's keep a, an eye out for her, cause she'll she'll disappear on you. She'll just she, she sure will. Yeah. Um. Man, just so the Batman goes after Penguin because of. El Rata a lot of that whole thing, right? Yeah, and he's run into him before then when he shows up to the club. the The first time he goes to the Iceberg Lounge as as Batman, right before he meets Selena, excellent because excellent work with the twins. Well, this is with the, this is what I wanted to talk about. Okay, I've, yeah, I've yeah. confused the order of things. Yeah, because I'm not talking about the chasing. Yeah, no, I know you. Know, I'm talking yeah. about this this initial meeting where he pulls yeah. up to the club full gear. Uh-huh. The Batman is here to Do talk to Do you know to who him. I am? Yeah, and then he's like, he closes <laughs> the door, and then his, you know, the other twin other, comes out, and yeah. I was like, there's two of them. There's two of them. They got two of these guys. I love that. Um, Just a, a fun little way to add more personality to your, to your random henchmen. Yeah. Because it's like, now I will for sure remember these guys. Yeah. Um... When before it would have been like, oh, the doorman, you know? Can I say I like how testy Batman is in in his comebacks? Because they're like, yeah, you know, you, you better get out of here. Don't want to get blood on that pretty little Dude, suit. I, Mine are yours. <laughs> I love I was like, that yeah, man. so much. I'm like, that's Batman. Or that part that part uh, uh, when he's in the holding cell with all of the cops. And he's like, got you for assaulting an officer. How about assaulting three? <laughs> like, yeah, man. That's Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's, there is no higher power above Batman to Batman. Yeah. Especially this Batman at this point. Yeah. And that, like, it's so obvious as he goes through and does things. Um, 
And then I love as he just starts scrapping with people and making his way through the club and, you know, because he, he beats up the twins and then just starts yeah. walking. He's doing his thing. The crowd parts for dudes. him because there's a big man in a big metal bat suit. Yeah. And then dudes pull up and they're shooting at him and they're doing the whole thing. Yeah. And once great. more, you see him just tanking hits. Yeah. He would have gotten got, though. He kept going, <laughs> like, straight up. Yeah. Um, I think part of that has to do with all the, the bystanders that are in the way, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and then Penguin's like, whoa, hey, you want to see me? Just come yeah. here. It's Take fine. it easy. It. Yeah. 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 Colin no. Farrell. Uh, I can't uh, unrecognizable. That's him still. Yeah. I really can't. I think I think his voice is a bit much. I love if he real if he but if he reeled it in a little bit, it would have I would have been like, okay, cool. But in 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 some moments, I'm like, all right, Colin Farrell, you're acting. I no, I adore it because obviously, again, just to go back to my my little mini preambles for these characters. Yeah. Um. The penguin I like best as our wealthy British uh, corrupt art dealer guy. You know, yeah. I love that. You don't have to be British. He I just has to be like, very posh. I feel like he does. He's only British in Arkham. Nope. He's British in the Batman cartoon. He's British in he's British in Telltale Batman. In BTAS? No, not BTAS. Uh, the Batman. The 2009 one. Where Tom Kenny voices him? Yeah. I don't remember him having an accent. I don't know if it's an accent, but it's because he and Alfred have history. Oh, okay. I remember that part. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is he is and then yeah, he is He's British, British in and the, Telltale. He's British in Telltale. A, a yeah. The man's name is Oswald yeah. Cobblepot. That's a British Well no, guy. yeah. What am I well, okay, yeah, you're right. But my main experience with him being British is in the Arkham games. But okay. there is the thing that they call him out for a lot they're like he was born here and i'm i'm even okay and with they're that. like no 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 but they're like where did he get that accent from they're like that's eh, probably from the boarding schools they shipped him off to or whatever sure and they're like nah because i think this is just a voice he puts on like <laughs> like just to that's to make funny, himself yeah. seem a little a little more mm-hmm. you know yeah no, but I that's my personal preference, right? Sure, sure. I get but you. But I definitely the posh, you know, the, the uppity wealthy, aspect. Yeah. Uh art dealer, you know, cuz it's he does that corrupt art dealing thing is one of his big things, right? Yeah. Um that's the penguin that I like the most. However, yeah. This right-hand man to to Falcone cuz they call him Falcone and not Falcone in this movie. Which there's the one issue I have with uh Falcone in this movie. Yeah. Um cuz yeah. that's it's literally it. But um <laughs> uh, him being like his right-hand man and he's like another Italian mobster with enough personality. Yeah. It feels to me a little bit like what they do with um Hammerhead sometimes when it's good. Yeah. Cuz I like seeing Hammerhead's rise from being like someone else's guy to being his own guy yeah except with hammerhead he's too stupid to keep up with it yeah of course the penguin not the case yeah at all he's a businessman that what you said about hammerhead is how i feel about black mask in the sense of being somebody trying to keep up Mm, okay with with what's going on because my my ideal black mask because i don't i don't i don't know too much about comic comic book black mask but my inter I heard a boom somewhere. Um 
my interpretation (laughs) my interpretation of black mask is he is struggling to keep up with the rest of the uh gang members and with batman so in an act of desperation to make himself stand out from the sea of italian dudes in suits he's like i am black mask now and everyone's like bro what are you talking about and birds of prey didn't do that exactly but they lean into the insecurity angle of like Mm -hmm. this guy trying to be the guy and not really being able to keep up with that because they they set that up a little i'm really glad that he was the villain of birds of prey I'm still, like I said, I'm still annoyed Birds of Prey is called Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, But if they were like, here's Harley Quinn beefing with one of the other uh, uh, supervillains in Gotham, you know, crime boss man, and of course being the guy who's super insecure but still has some force to back it up. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. I, I'm down with that completely. That's good. Yeah. My introduction to Black Mask is very different was from he's not in this movie by the way i just brought no, him up just because not, of, you know um <laughs> just back in the day reading you know wikipedia articles and looking into different characters and i have found out so much they do some really twisted messed up stuff with black mask yeah he is a sick sick man yeah i know like you know they're like oh he carved his mask from his father or mother's you know Great, the, the casket and, it and whatever. burned on his face or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. That's fine, that's fine. I whatever. Yeah. But there's a thing, and if you're sensitive about extreme violence, I'm gonna, you know, just like skip ahead two minutes. But uh, there's a thing where Selena's, I think, sister, uh, and brother-in-law get kidnapped by Black Mask. Mm-hmm. And when they do, Black Mask. Uh, gouges out the brother-in-law's eyes mm-hmm. and blends them and makes Selena's sister drink them. And she goes crazy. That's a lot. That was my introduction to Black Mask, and I went, whoa. I don't think I, don't I like, like that. that at all. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. It's too much. Yeah, no. If you... you know, ang- angry, angry, insecure crybaby's better way to go. Yeah. 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 I still like him being you you can take that insecure aspect and then push it up by being like he'll do all of these unnecessarily out of pocket stuff because he to feels like, like try and prove that that he's you know, tough yeah. on a spot. Yeah. You know, that's fine, but not to the level of what we just talked about because that's No, yeah. There has to be ugh. purpose behind his there's a method to his madness. Yeah. Um the penguin Colin Farrell's great. He kills it. I love this over the top, you know. Uh, this guy's crazy, you know. He's yeah, doing his whole yeah. his whole thing. I just I love the vibe of this character. I love yeah. that you know he has these scars, and we don't go to great lengths to explain why he has them. He doesn't, yeah. you know, pull out a card and hand it to the lady in front of him, explaining why he has scars or anything. You yeah. know, it's just he has. Yeah. Love that. Love that for him. He's got that gold tooth. The gold tooth. The chase scene. Let's talk about that now. Okay, so first let's talk about let's talk about how uh 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 what is it? Gordon and, and Bats, you know, following them to the place and they find out that they're they're still running 
Maroney's drug operation that they thought that they busted, right? Well, not that they busted, but that was busted. Um, well, we only hopped over to Penguin because we were still on Selena, and Selena's still important here, so we should. No, I am bring. I'm no, I'm bringing her in. I'm bringing her. In. So um, I just, I just want to clarify: whenever Batman confronts Penguin in the Iceberg Lounge, uh, Selena is the 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 waitress lady who pulls up and makes an exchange for drops, which are you know uh, this drug drug that they've invented for this, which I love. That they don't need to go into, and it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this drops. All right, cool. Yeah, it has a very yeah. sci-fi feel to it. I like it. It does, yeah. Um, and they have their own little packaging and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's cool. But that's our first introduction with Selena, and Batman clocks her immediately as like someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, because he's like, there's something going on here. Like she cute. Right. The initial thing <laughs> is definitely like, wow, that's a really yeah. pretty woman that just walked yeah. into this room. But then it's like, hmm. The vibe here is, yeah, she's not a drophead. She's why not. does she want these? Yeah, you know it's that. Oh, um, yeah. I love when he slams Penguin up against the the window and it cracks. Yeah, I'm like ah, the Dark Knight interrogation scene. Of course, yes. But he's there to ask him about the photos of the mayor with uh this un unknown girl, and then he catches that the boots that Selena was wearing are, can be seen in the images with the mayor and the girl. Mm-hmm. So then he decides to track Selena and then he tracks her and he finds watches her, her yeah, finds the girl in her apartment. And she watches them. The minute I saw that there were there. cats in the apartment, I'm like, okay, we got it. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many little things that the sigh of relief I let out is so like, okay, you're earning my trust and you're keeping yeah, it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sees her um, scurry off going to the mayor's place. She breaks in the mayor's place because she's trying to uh, get the passport of her friend, the girl that was in the photos. And this is where they have a little bit of a scuffle. And he doesn't earn her trust per se, but she knows that he's not just trying to stop her right. necessarily. Right. Like, yeah. But that's because he can still use her for information, right? He still has an he has an established uh, real rapport relationship with her beyond the fact that she's useful to him. Um. So then they they uh, go back to her place, and there was. You know, it's ransacked. The girl is missing. And, you know, he's like, you know, I, I need you to be my eyes, get down into the, the club within the club, basically, that he didn't even know about. And I like that he doesn't know everything. I like that he finds oh, things too. out. It adds not only to, to the, the detective nature. Yeah. 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 Um, you can't. OK, hold on, because you can't brush over. There's a lot of uh, uh, sexual energy in this movie. Oh, of course. Because during that safe cracking scene, which is real cool and everything's great. Yeah, and they're fighting and the the fight. But then whenever the cop comes into the room, yeah. and he just yeah. like grabs her and pulls her against the wall, and they're just yeah. like, and there's a point where she like relaxes in his grip, and I'm like, wow, yeah, y'all are being, wow, this is yeah. pretty horny. <laughs> we haven't had a really horny Batman movie in a long very time. Very good, very good, uh, body language work. Yeah. Um, 
But so then she takes a walk through the club wearing the contact lens um, and an earpiece for him. He's got a little, I like that he actually has a little setup like across the street. It's not like, oh, he's in the cave or whatever. Um, And she's walking through. She's IDing a bunch of people for him. recognition software doing its thing. It feels very video gamey in a good way. Yeah. 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 Um, but he. I need you to look at that guy. Yeah, look at that guy again. She sees the DA, uh, uh, Colson. And then she, what is it? She tries to follow the other girl because she's like, because they mentioned she mentions, uh, what's her name, Annika. Yes. And he lets her in on the fact that there was a a rat or whatever. And the girl that was sitting with him already was like, oh, that's the kind of talk gets you missing like Annika or whatever. And then that snaps Selena out of doing Bruce's work in order to go follow her. And then in following her, she runs into uh, Falcone. Mm -hmm. They have a moment. And uh, And I I just had a big smile on my face. I'm like, they're actually going to do it. That's going to be his daughter. They're really. Yeah. 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 Because it's clearly set up to be like, oh, you know, like, uh, what's, what's going on here? But if you know, you know. Right. Um, and she goes in the bathroom because she's uh, distraught, you know, because that's, that's her dad. Um, and he's like, you have a relationship with Carmine Falcone? She's like, it's not a relationship. And she gets fed up with Bruce because Bruce is like, no, I need you to go back and get more info from Coulson. She's like, I'm done with it. And she rips the thing out. Takes the um, contacts out. Yeah. So then, and she fully acknowledges before she goes in. She's like, "I feel like I'm a fish on the hook," and it's like she knows that she's just being used. Yeah, but she has stuff that she needs to do, so she's like, "Yeah, All right. so they're working. They're working for different similar reasons. Goals. Yeah, yeah, different reasons, but similar goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, so she goes out, uh, and." Colson followed her up and she's trying to get a taxi and he's like, I can give you a ride. I'm right over here. Whatever. I'll, you know, he's zonked out of his mind. And she's like taxi. And yeah. Leaves. Yeah. But his energy in that scene is so much like the resigned energy of a man who is just struck out. It's completely yeah. that the acting in yeah. that scene is on point because he's so like, ah, I'm going home oh. alone. And like, yeah. it's all over his face, all over his body language. Yeah. And Riddler's like sitting in the car, and I'm He's like, like, I'm waiting, you're not, man. You're not alone, and you're not going home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, he takes him out. That scene was that scene was really creepy. Um, I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah. What's next? Where do we jump to? We do we jump to the funeral scene? Let's do or... the memorial because then we can get into okay. to Falcone. Yes. Um, Bruce Wayne makes a rare appearance. He has to clean himself up. Yeah, and Alfred's Fully like, "Oh, black hair to Bruce Wayne." I love the length of his hair. Me too. It's really good, really emo. Yes. Um, love it. And he's um, really not trying to be socialite, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's, he's just like, I have to make an appearance because I I can talk and learn stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. he sees because I'm I'm a I'm tiptoeing around Falcone so we can circle back to it because I want to address the memorial yeah. scene and then jump into Falcone. Um, but we uh, we get he goes inside and the 
lady running for uh, mayor, Bella Real. Actually, hold on yeah. real quick. I'm sorry. His Corvette is the coolest thing, and that is my dream car, it's and beautiful. I need it. Um, yeah. No, but he... He goes to see, um, he, he goes, he gets into the memorial and Bella Royale is talking to him. She's like, yeah, I've been calling you, but they always say you're busy, but you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, maybe we Call can work together. Out. Yeah. Maybe we can work together and make some stuff happen. But then I will, uh, you, you know, she's like, oh, there's the mayor's wife and his kid or whatever. And we kind of skipped over the fact that Bruce identifies who. With the son of the, the mayor. mayor's son, whose yeah. father was uh, brutally murdered by Matt. Yeah, yeah. And they they just look at each other, and that first look when he's Batman and he's in the house, and they're like, "Oh, the kid found him," which was really sad, by the way. Heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> also, the energy in my theater is everyone like hushed, whispering when the kid appears. Robin, Robin. I'm like, shut. No, 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 no. That's but not that how was the works. energy in my theater, which I thought was no, really funny every time the kid came up. And I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that first look at, at, at Batman when he's in this house and looks over is a look of like fear and yeah. like, this is like who, you know, and Bruce is looking and he's taking it all in when that, um, and then he sees the kid again when, uh, when Rayal walks over there. And it's talking to him one up, but she's like, don't, don't leave me hanging here. I'm going to go pay my respects. You know, we're going to talk about this more and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and they look at each other again and there's some, some recognition in the sadness and whatnot. Um, and then, oh, missed the part where some, one of the guys in the crowd was talking about how people haven't done anything. This is before Rayal approaches him. But like how, you know, just another socialite, you know, leeching off of uh, what should be ours and whatnot. That's the that's the guy that he that they pull the mask off at the end of the movie. Right. Oh, I guess that's what I that's what I thought, because he Maybe. was I mean, he was beaten to like a pulp almost. Yeah. So like there's clearly a difference in his face. But he's, he's looking like Rorschach, buddy. In the yeah. Prison Rorschach. Because he was dre- but he was dressed like the Riddler. Yeah. In in the in the scene at the memorial, like obviously there's yeah. the shot where you can clearly see Eddie up there and just staring down at Wayne, and you can't see a clear shot of his face when the car comes crashing in. Um, but yeah, the car comes crashing. Uh, the car comes crashing in after. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, I'm skipping. I'm skipping a little bit because Bruce is eavesdropping on the cops on Gordon and. Uh, uh, the, the chief guy. The chief, right? yeah. And then and Gonzalez is like, "It's Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne." Yeah. Hey, and Bruce, yeah. the look, he's like, man, Robert Pattinson's acting is so great in this movie because he's, like, he's just bro, so like, "Are you serious right now?" Don't do that. <laughs> but don't I also that. like that yeah. look. I also like that look of, because the way the scenes are directed between, uh, the few that are directed between Bruce Wayne and Gordon in the Nolan trilogy, mm-hmm. is that of like. Oh, gee, oh, haha! He doesn't know that he's talking to Batman, really, whatever, right? But the subtle look of Gordon just kind of looking like this guy over there, mm-hmm. 
He like he doesn't have to say anything. Like it's just like here's the stranger. He doesn't know that's his buddy, his pal, yeah. Batman, and it's great. Um, his dude, his man, his chief. Yeah, his silly rabbit. <laughs> Let's not bring this back again. <laughs> not again. Um, but yeah. So he, so and then the car comes crashing in in a very like like actually scary moment it, of how really, long the build up the takes up from the outside first. Yeah, and then the energy of the crowd is like, "What's going on?" And if they just watch the trailers, they'd know. But whatever. <laughs> um, he's just Bruce is so ready to like move. It's that frantic yeah. like animal instinct. And yeah. then he looks at the kid as the car is coming through, and he just he hits that Twilight baseball scene run and oh, gets man. in there, tackles man. that kid. Yeah, I liked that a lot. And then I liked. I liked dude getting out, of, you know, all the police pulling up and Bruce, Bruce is standing off to the side and everyone is kind of, it's kind of, it's his version of Batman, of, of Ben Affleck running into the smoke where everyone else is running away. Except because Bruce is just, because, yeah, but, well, <laughs> that scene's still good too. No, um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But Bruce is just standing there as they're like, everybody get out and everyone's moving behind him and he's still looking, just staring. Um, That scene's good. Um, And it's. It's good because, like, all of his behaviors in this can be yeah. written off at a later date. Because yeah. it's, here is this trauma-haunted, you know, weird, yeah. rich, recluse type thing. Yeah. And if he pivots and makes that shift into the typical Bruce Wayne uh, hedonism, that yeah. also makes sense. You know? Yeah. So you can do whatever. He's not acting out of his element. Yeah. Yeah. Even That's if great. he's not trying. Yeah, it's great. Um. So... Let's do bomb. Let's do bomb scene bomb when he comes scene. in. To, bomb scene to, when he comes in to help, and then circle back to Falcone because I at least want to get back to that, and I feel like it's a good breaking point. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're like, "Oh, it's a bomb on his neck," and then everybody gets out, and I like that they send in the bomb squad robot, and they got the camera in the drone, and they're like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on, and and he's sitting there all deflated, and the phone's been ringing for hours at this point. Time. Yeah, has passed. How he's yeah. sitting there alone, dejected, and no one, you know. And the phone, I know that, that phone's been no ringing, ringing off. The, yeah, the that phone's been time. ringing. And once again, this lone ranger cowboy man comes walking Steps in from in, the darkness, yeah. and they're like, "What's he looking at?" And they're like, "Oh, get him out of there! He's interfering with you know all this whatever." Um. And he comes in, he rips the tape off his mouth, and he's looking at the bomb, trying to figure it out. He's like, it's a combination lock. You know, it can't do anything. And um, he gets the the card from Coulson, and it's to the Batman, and it says, answer. And so he answers the call, and he's like, yeah, I've been trying to reach you. And he's like talking, and, and it's, it's great. It's fantastic. I love that voice. That's such a good voice. I like voice. that you can see the reflection in his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Real I also like how the boy's energy. I like how he comes into frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Slow drip. Who, is, who is it? That's um, how I'd be answering calls from you when I'm charging my phone. Sometimes. Lean down um, over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... He, uh, you know, he sets up, he's like, you know, we're going to figure this out. And then eventually Coulson turns it to him or turns the phone back to him so they can figure out what's going on. Uh, 
he's like, you know, we're going to play a little game. You got like, was it he, two minutes or three minutes? Because I. It feels like three minutes. It might have been two minutes, though. Yeah. Um, he's like, we're going to play this game, whatever. And Colson, I can't remember if it's right now, but Colson starts talking in the middle of, in the middle of, uh, either Riddler talking to Batman or Riddler talking. And he's like, no, you shut up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's really funny. Cause if you, if you said that in a different register, that's almost, you could do a Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. So like the. It's close to being comical until you realize how much power that the figure that's saying it has. Yeah. Right? The delivery could be comical yes. if you're not aware of the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Um, he's going to blow that man up, and who yeah. knows who's dying next. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, this really is the fullest, like, the the fullest realization of... Heath Ledger's Joker, well, obviously iconic and all that, is very yeah. close to who the Riddler is. This is that. Yeah, absolutely. Because he has taken the all the role aspects of what Heath Ledger's Joker is doing. Yes. But he gives him a real conviction and makes it yes. a Riddler thing. Yes. It's that. It's, it's so great. good. Fantastic. Um, But what? Then... You know, he's like, they go through the riddles or whatever. <laughs> and Batman says the first one, which I thought was going to get them in trouble. I didn't think that I thought he was going to oh, be like, too. you can't interject. And I was like, no, I don't, know. don't well, say that. You definitely remember because you rewatched BTAS recently. But yeah. there's the one where um, Batman and Robin are doing the thing when Riddler's going through the stuff. And it's uh-huh. the Rubik's Cube one. Yeah. And then Robin pulls up to help. And he's like, not you. And he, mm-hmm. he you know, gets him kicked out Swoops of that. Swoops him like, away, yeah was real worried that it was going to be a similar thing because he's like, it's justice. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no, he's going to yeah. blow up right now. Yeah. Um. But they, uh, <laughs> what is it? So he gets justice and then he's like, you know, what's the price for your blind eye? And he's like a bribe. And then, yeah. And he's like a bribe. And he's like, oh, He's like nothing, and they're like, "What is it?" And he's like, oh, ten grand," and I was like, ten grand? They only pay ten grand." Yeah, he's like, no, you're, ten, a, me. you're a sucker. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "They pay me ten grand a month," and I was like, "Okay, that's a little okay, better." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, for was, sure, because he said ten grand. I was like, I was like, no. I was like, no, no way. No way. Um, but they pay me ten grand a month, and they're like, you know, who is it? You know, who's who's the rat or whatever, right? And he's like, oh, no, I can't tell you. He's like, who is it? You know, tell him. He's like, oh, no, I can't I'm say it. If I say way. it, it will change the way. Oh, yeah, because they're live streaming it, too. Yeah. The Riddler, Riddler's live streaming the whole ordeal I'm and whatnot. I'm telling you, they, they make me believe in a Batman that exists in the social media age. Yeah. That gets yeah. started in can the we, social media Real age. quick, can we talk about how awful of a news network Gotham News is? Because they're like, they're... hey, man. Atrocious. Here's this really terrifying, traumatizing thing. We're going to play it to its full extent. If you don't want to watch, go ahead. It's uncensored. Let's look at it now. Like, straight up, I was like, really? Are you going to? Because when they played the thing of, of him with Savage and the rat mm-hmm. the rat maze thing, I was like, whoa. I was like, bro. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But... Yeah, so he's like, no, I can't say who it is. It's the rat. Uh, it's gonna, uh, you know, tank. 
all of the goodwill or whatever Gotham will go into a panic or a frenzy off the truth or whatever. He's like, no, I say it. And then the time elapses and just, and he gets knocked back. I thought that oh, shot was always funny in the trailer. Cause I was oh. like, what is that? That would propel him back like that. Like it looked like somebody, like if you like fireballed him or something mm-hmm. and he was like that, but no, that makes total sense given that it's like a, like a bomb. Cause I was like, he's not near the car, so the car didn't explode. I expected him I like, to try and do something to reach out for him to do. No, he's just standing there. Yeah, he's gonna take that that explosion, and he gets knocked back, and he's unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And let's let's pause in terms of plot there to discuss Falcone. Him. A good moment too, considering the rat. Yes. Now, at what point did you know Falcone was the rat? Because I knew it from the get-go of them being like, it's going to upset Gotham if we say how we got this information. I didn't I didn't want to put my eggs in any basket really hard. Mm-hmm. So I was just sort of, I was really just trying to soak everything in as I was mm-hmm. watching it for the most part. Well, my thing was I was operating off of the information we had been given so far right. being, okay, why would they be angry as to the truth of who the rat would be, right? Sure. And I was like, okay, so it's not Selena because Selena's a nobody to everybody, right? Yeah. It can't be Penguin because it doesn't fit Penguin's vibe, and it would be yeah. like a little too easy. And they even set him up as like the the go to for as an, as we an get answer. Scooby Doo red hair. So I was to, like, to go with, yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, it's obviously not going to be him. And I was like, the only person that could have this information and upset the public as to, you know, who it could be is Falcone, right? For sure. Because, yeah. of course, he would rat out his enemy, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's a, it's a very low thing to do, to be a mob boss and rat out your your competition, Rival. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, it would upset the the already shaky balance that Gotham has with its its citizens and its its uh, pro- quote unquote protectors and you know politicians and whatnot. So I was like, all right, it's Falcone, and then I was like, oh, you know, maybe they could introduce another element until then, right? right? But that's, they never that's why I did. Wasn't sure, because um, when when the cop flips it and he's like, he's the mayor, then yeah. I'm like, okay, now I understand the function of the rat completely. Yeah. Because I was just looking at it from the perspective of, like, this is the guy that got them the thing for the Moroni case, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I, I didn't grasp the full scope of it at the time. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't trying to, like, you know, maybe they'll do something else. Maybe something else will happen. Yeah. But when he said that, obviously the truth's been revealed. And I'm like, oh, duh. You know? Yeah. 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 But I, yeah, I, I was, is very fun to work out the own, like the mystery in my head without it being like, oh, well, it's obviously this answer just because of blah, blah, blah. Like I right. was like checking the boxes and like, you know, in my, in, you know, in my own mind. Cause there are a couple of times where like they telegraph things way too hard and like a story and you're like, well, you're obviously setting it up too hard to then be this person because you're putting as you said, putting all your eggs in one basket For just sure. to show us. Yeah. Right. Um, but aside from that part, John Turturro is the other person who steals the movie for me, at least completely. And because of his performance, 
I now never have a desire to see Falcone in anything ever again. We've 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 checked Carmine Falcone off of the list. He's no longer able to be put on the board because I've sat through Batman Begins in which Falcone is a presence, but it just disappears He's for the rest of the, the movie. Wrong way. And His then whole vibe is wrong. It's different, yeah. And then in Gotham they give Carmine Falcone a character, and I think he's he's somewhat decent, but he's still not the hardened like the hardened mob boss that I would like him to be, right? He's a bit if he's a bit of a softy, and not in any of the ways that Falcone would be a softy in Gotham. Um, so to have <laughs> to have John Turturro. Not only just be an excellent performer, deliver deliver an excellent performance, look like Carmine Falcone, act like how Carmine Falcone would expect would would I would expect him to be, you know, operate like him, just perfectly done. Never need to see it again. Never need to see it again. Sure. I think between this and the the Long Halloween movie, it's like we've gotten they the did Falcone it. that we need. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because you—I mean, you know me, and I don't know—I don't know how much, to a degree, we share this this um, feeling. The start of Batman's career being, I'm taking down all of the regular crime in Gotham. You know, being the mob bosses and expanding upon that is one of my favorite things. Right? Yeah, me too. Um, that's one of the reasons why I was excited for Gotham. At first, before mm-hmm. it became what it did, because I was like, you're going to delve into the people who actually make up the problem for Gotham and make up, you know, uh, uh, the the few good the few good people um, in that city. And then it just turned into something else completely. Um, and any. I'm, I'm not this doesn't give away anything for the, the story that I or the, you know, the little bit I came up with for our Batman movie ideas, but for my things, at least to not give that away completely is you spend the first couple of years knocking down the crime families. And from that evolve, you know, evolve into super criminals, obviously. Yeah. Right. So I love Carmen Falcone. I love Sal Maroney. I love that he has a presence, even though he's not even in the movie. Yes. Um, it's just like, to me, like just, they perfectly encapsulated. Yeah. We knocked down the crime families. Now we're going to deal with way super different issues. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, it's perfect. I never need to see it again. And I am glad because really, and I, and I, I feel like I said this a lot, maybe not, um, on on Mike, but maybe to you, but like I was incredibly excited to see John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, not just because I love Carmine Falcone, but I love John Turturro. Like he's just an excellent actor. He's one of my favorites yeah. in the business. And I didn't see him a lot in the marketing for the movie. Like you yeah, don't really maybe. see him in trailers or anything. And so it made me worried of like, oh no, is he just going to be in like a couple scenes and then He's, but no, he's a major, major antagonist in this movie and is 
functions exactly as he needs to as Carmine Falcone. He does. I was the only thing I was hesitant about um, because I knew, you know, his acting ability and all that I had faith in and they yeah. get across the the naturally menacing way that Falcone is. Yes. But he's not physically imposing. John Turturro? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And and long Halloween uh, Falcone is yeah. a square-jawed, broad-shouldered, scarred Italian man. Yeah. Right? So I was like, yeah. I have full faith he'll be good. Yeah. But will, you know, will that sort of thing come across? And the fact that he's out here strangling people mm-hmm. and, like, he gets into it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you've convinced me. You sold me. Yeah. That was my great. only thing I was hesitant about. And then they're like, yeah, he strangled that woman. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And yeah, okay. I, I understand that completely. Um, But for real, perfect, perfect rendition of, of yeah. Falcone. Just, just love it. And I love... I love the way he talks to everyone, man. Like it's such a like it's like a hey, yeah, you uh, we're we're taking it easy, but obviously you say or do one wrong thing and it's just over for you, man. Like it's even so when even when he welcomes Bruce into yes. into his den cuz he saw the news or whatever that they leaked about that Riddler leaked about uh uh the Waynes and the Arkhams and whatnot. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He's like, no, of course, I knew we were going to have this conversation. I knew you were going to want to come in and talk to me about this. And he's like, you know, you, but like, do you really want to, do you really want to know? Do you really want to taste it? Do you really want to know what's, you know, what's the story here? And then he lies to him flat out, but it also could totally just be the truth as well. Right. <laughs> I loved, so like, he still gives off that Italian, it's about family thing. Yeah. While also you you can tell that he doesn't have a single genuine connection in his life at all. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. And he doesn't have any desire to. Yeah. And I love it's how it's all play about that him. Balance. It's all for him. Yeah. He runs and owns Gotham City. Uh, he doesn't absolutely. need anything else. I am a little sad we didn't get to see uh, Alberto or uh, uh, me too. Yeah. The daughter. I can't remember her name. I love her though. Um, Something with a C. I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, but like absolutely his lack of connection just worked fantastic. It's so, you know, he has that conversation with Bruce at the memorial. Sophia. Sophia. Okay. Um Yeah, he has that conversation with Bruce at the memorial. And he's like, you know, your your father, you know, saved my life. Blah blah. blah goes into the whole thing. You know, I was shot in the chest. Yeah. I, that part, because I, <sighs> I love that story. What did that happen in? Because that happened in, um, BTAS. I think, but it wasn't because was it Falcone and Maroni aren't in BTAS. It's Rupert Thorne and like whoever else they decide to come up with as the the uh mobsters but that exact thing of like or no wait no wait it's that's a long halloween isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. 
Okay, right. That's okay. I'm thinking the wrong thing. But something like that also happens in 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 BTAS as well. Because Falcone is like Bruce Wayne. The only reason I haven't made sure I have leverage on you is because I owe your father. Yes. Yes. And that's that's his whole thing. Um, yeah. and here, the reason that he hasn't is because he doesn't need to. <laughs> Bruce yeah. Wayne doesn't have anything to offer him, really. Yeah. He's, he's just. He's won. He's, he's rich, but he's already he's making money from other places. Yeah. If he can give the mayor enough money that that man is filled, his garage is filled with all those cars. Yeah, man. He is doing just fine. Yeah. That man's taking his trips back to Sicily whenever he wants. You know? Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a just for real. What a fantastic portrayal of that character. And any time you do these crime boss characters, you can you have this very small window to do them, mm-hmm. and then they're done. Yes. You never bring Falcone back later. You never, like... That was the thing. I think I was following Batman Eternal or something, and they were like, he's back, the Roman, and it was Falcone. And I was like, What nah. are you thinking? I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not with this. And so I no. stopped reading. I stopped reading yeah. completely. Cause I was like, no, what is the point? What, what challenge does he have to offer Batman right now when he's to dealing with like Bane and Joker, Killer Croc? Yeah. yeah. I really hope we get to see Matt Reeves take on Clayface. Or somebody of that caliber, at least. I specifically want Clayface. Cause I think with, his history as an actor and all that. Yeah. He'll do something like so good with it. Yeah, I know. I want to, yeah, that's another, I want to keep, keep, keep your uh, villain picks in mind. Cause that's the thing I want to talk about at the end, you know, yeah. going forward of like where we, cause obviously thematically it Bruce's arc or whatever we've discussed where they're going to try and go. But in terms of like, like I said, the villains really villain choices really matter. So, just save that. Save that for they the should end. matter for everyone, um, but for Batman, they are the most important thing. Almost yes, yes, for every story, and especially mm-hmm. in terms of movies. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Falcone, excellent. That's all. That's all we need to say on that until he comes back into the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So now, here we are, in the holding cell. Surrounded by police, making sure you know he's alive yes, or whatever, sir. right? Yeah. Um. And they're all like talking crap, and like you know this is weird. Like, is he alive? You know, blah blah blah. He starts pulling through. Gordon's I'm there. Take the mask. Like I said, the almost the like it feels like the entire police force is surrounding yeah. him. And some dude tries to grab his mask, and so that's when he gets up because he's like, nope, and he's like start ready to like, just scrap with everybody in the room. And I believe I, he couldn't take everyone down, but I believe he could take down maybe half. <laughs> maybe hey man, half. When he starts lagging behind, he hits that yeah. adrenaline. He's got it. Yeah, man. Um, no, but I like I like that it's it's very tense in that room, and you can you can the feel energy. it. Gordon is the only thing preventing this from being one of the worst things to happen in God. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's about to go so badly for everyone. Yeah. And Gordon is there, the one person who can mediate between God and man in this place. Yes, it's yes. It's so... Uh, and, everyone, and I like that everyone knows that. 
right? I like that everyone's like, Gordon, get your dude. Get your man. Get your chief. <laughs> get get your dude. Get your silly yeah. rabbit. Um, There's this. <laughs> you bathed me for hours. I can do whatever I want now. No. <laughs> there is such a, like, almost mythic um, quality that this story takes on sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like... You can you can turn this scene in the in this uh, police room into a Renaissance painting with yeah. one still, no problem. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's really funny. I, I would say the one would be like as there's the sea of cops all around him, and Batman, and it's Gordon and Bat. You know, he's holding the two mm. groups apart. Yeah, that's a Renaissance painting. Yeah, and there's so many moments like that throughout the movie where I'm like. There is a like folklore aspect to this in this moment for a second, <laughs> which is something I always love in stories. So like yeah. seeing these scenes and all this gothic architecture and all this like there's so many influences that are felt, mm-hmm. and the feeling is incredible because this scene specifically, and they don't beat you over the head with it. They don't. It's all well, yes, done so subtly and and you know perfectly. Um, but then dude tries to grab mask off again and here's my one thing it's not like a criticism but mm-hmm. more like a like a why didn't you do this while he was asleep because <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like bruce Gordon, has like a defense yeah. against somebody just yanking off his mask um so it's like you're gonna do this now while he's awake like this and doesn't make any sense up, yeah yeah um but then yeah he's Gordon's like, you know, everybody get out. I'll handle this. I'm going to talk to him. And Bruce, Bruce is hurt because he's like, he's like, I thought you were, you know, like, I thought I could trust you or like whatever. Right. And Gordon's just keeping the act up. You know, like you get two minutes, Gordon, you know, handle your guy. And they all go and stand, whatever. And Gordon gets real close to his face. He's he like, gets right up in his face. And I love to the... get you out of here, man. <laughs> the faces. That he is making for yeah. for the benefit of the cops outside as yeah. he's like, all right, here's how we're going to do this play, buddy. It's so yeah. good. It's, it's a, excellent. It's a key in my pocket. The stairs is going to take you all the way up to the roof. Yeah. And you're going to go through that door. And I'm like, this is about to be so tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing in but a heist like, movie where they like, start telling home. you the plan and then <laughs> showing you the plan. It's that with like yeah. a very tiny scene. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, you know, what are you going to, they're, they're going to, you know, turn on you. Cause you let me out. He's like, no, if you punch me in the face and then they, and then enough time has passed and then Bruce just lays him out, runs through the door and then he starts running. All the cops come rushing in. They're chasing him. And he's, this, you get that really good, um, um, all of the cops on Batman moment. It just the localized into the police station. Mob this sea of police as they yeah. move through the police station. They are a swarm. Yeah. It's this horde that's like going after Batman. And it's once so we get good. to the stairs and we see all the stairs going up and he pulls out that grapple gun, I'm like That was my favorite shot in the first teaser with the shot of just it following him going up. And then they followed it up really well because then there's the shot mm-hmm. from his point of view. With the hand up and just going up, and I'm like, man, this like this is this is perfect. 
It's excellent. I, I don't <laughs> understand the exact mechanism of how the grapple gun gets into his hand that fast, but I love it. It's he. It's definitely like a like a wrist thing. I assume like it has yeah. to be right. But the that's fact what that it, he is so no, many that's what that it he seems deploys, like because it just it just he never like pulls it out of his belt or anything. No, it it just wrist out some sort of thing happens. But I'm saying he uses so many of them. You know? Yeah. So I don't yeah, understand I the mechanism by how it works, but I love the deployment of it every time where it's like yeah. boom, in his hand, he's gone. Yeah. And so then we get to the part in which, like I said, I'm in. And I said I'm in even after this part, right? But this is the part that really got me. Because in the trailers, they show the wingsuit part, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, what? what would cause him to need to take a wingsuit from this moment? And like also be surrounded by all these people that are after him, right? Like how do you how do you get here, right? And they do exactly the thing that I that I praise Batman Brave and the Bold for when I point out like the silliness of it, like the the Silver Age aspect of it. He zips up his cape around mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. into a wingsuit. And just dives off. And I love the GoPro shot of him in the air. Where like it's It's tracking him like his face and like he's navigating and whatnot. Yeah. It looks a little funny at some points. It but, does. But, but that's it's, why I love it. No, you know? yeah. But like I said, like I've been I every time I'm like, no, yeah, Batman Brave and the Bold is is great because it's, you know, silly Batman, but he's still like about it and everything. But he has like a laser sword in his belt and his cape turns into a jetpack and his cape didn't turn into a jetpack, but it but turned into a full wingsuit. And I was like, Matt Reeves, with that in a good way. you have my entire full trust in this mm-hmm. moment. And then he totally whiffs the landing. Not Matt Reeves, which is perfect. Batman. He hits he... that bridge. Oh my god, that man should have died. <laughs> it's when I say that Matt Reeves makes me understand why this Batman is in a full metal yeah, man. of armor. Yeah, man. He needs to be. This is one scene where I'm like, okay. But the big one is that final the final fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because that yeah. one I'm like <laughs> because if he didn't have that dead dead so many dead. times over so many times over because i like the moments um, when you see like a bullet ping off his cowl and you're like well yeah. that's cool you know stuff like yeah. that but in that final fight but i and i this especially makes me like this this uh this batman because thinking of all of the stuff we've seen all the action we've seen from Keaton, Bale to Affleck, whatever, right? Not only does he tank, like he tanks the hits, mm-hmm. right? He gets so tired and like worn out because he's in a giant metal suit. And I and I no no yeah I'm not I'm not saying no I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No right? I know I'm I'm just adding this on to it's your just, of just yeah. like but it makes me think of like what is it? Because one of the one of the great things about like. Indiana Jones, because a, a friend of mine pointed this out, like, it's so nice. Indy is like one of the first action heroes to like actually like express like his pain. Like he yelps out when like something hurts him or whatever, right? Yeah. And one of the things that for me at least, when John Wick came out, 
was fun to see like yo he's tearing through dudes and like you can see he's tired but he's still about it and then like atomic blonde really doubled down on that effect of like just this hardcore just like totally whooping everybody but like you're so tired and like beaten down whatever and i love those moments of like it like same thing with like daredevil that's what those I was moments bring of up. like the, yeah the those moments of like just putting breathing. your all into this fight yeah. and then just over hunched over leaning on the wall barely standing up clutching your ribs breathing deep whatever and i think Dare, daredevil loses a, a daredevil loses that after the first season really because then you got him fighting ninjas and then you oh got that gosh. horrible scene yeah. in the new york bulletin him fighting bullseye i hate that scene so much because i think i think like one of the I think one of my one of my issues with that and one of my issues with a lot of action once again taking the wrong things from the things that are good mm-hmm. it has all the flashiness right and you want to see people like fighting and all like cool and whatnot right because there's some part of our brains that just really likes to see people duking it out for sure is there are certain movies and i guess television shows to an extent i don't feel like the choreography is a fight it's how can we make this as flashy as possible sure i like in every in every moment in this movie like it's flashy right but i can feel every single hit is like this needs to be the one to take this person out this has to be the one to take this person out even seeing uh selena like fighting dudes, like she's doing a lot, but it's like, this is going to do this to take them out. And like, like it's all calculated, like attack him here, then get here, then get there. Right. Where in that scene in, in the, the fight in the, the bulletin in season three against, um, Matt and bullseye. Yeah. It never feels like they're, they're actually fighting to like stop each other. It feels like we're like, how can we make this really long one or whatever? Okay, that's drag right. this out. Because when they're throwing Bullseye, things, I can I can explain that away because you know, like, this is him sort of testing the waters in a way. Well, sure, but it but never it Matt. never feels like they're still trying to stop it. It feels like we have to do this move so we can, you know, look at how cool this is and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'll keep that in mind when I get back to it to to rewatch that. Yeah, but yeah, because that annoyed me. That one of the things that annoyed me, to a certain degree, were the fight scenes in season three of Daredevil. Even though I love Daredevil season three, but it's much better. That is much more apparent in season two of like, yeah, Daredevil's fighting ninjas. So cool! Wow, like even with even Daredevil's fight with Kingpin in the finale of season one. You can see these men, and even season three. That 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 one is yes. good. Them in season three the is like season three one. They are trying to put each other down. Mm-hmm. It's over. This is this is it. They're gonna Screaming put each other down. In each right? other's faces. The oh, yeah. Um, but that's one of the things I appreciate about the choreography in here is like every single thing was like, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one. This has to be the one. You know what I mean? And I. I really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, seeing we, I don't think we've ever seen Batman so beaten down in any of these movies. No, 
Like and that's something that I want to, I want to get to when we get to the end. But the reason that I love, um, Court of Owls so much, yes, is by the time Court of Owls finishes, Batman is almost dead. Yes, <laughs> he is yes. bleeding and beat up and dehydrated and starving because yeah. he's been in this maze fighting a Talon. Love you know, that. Love hallucinating. That so much. You know, and when he gets out, it's like. Batman is a regular guy. Yeah. So many of these things should put him near or on his deathbed. Yes. Make it so rough for him. Don't just let him win, you know? Bringing bringing that up makes me excited for whatever prospects they have because there's been so many, like, rumors of, like, maybe Court Court of Owls would be cool, whatever, right? But aside from just doing Court of Owls, which, like, I really want to see, right? We have to give Bane another go. That's literally the whole mm. thing that Bane did. Bane was like, I'm going to let all these dudes out. I'm going to let them run you run you crazy, drive you crazy. And you're going to come back home where you think you're safe and you can relax. And I'm going to destroy you. Right? Mm-hmm. And I need... I need a a. I need a proper version of that, right? Because Dark Knight yeah. Rises is so awful. Bane is awful, and Bane's not even Bane in Batman and Robin. We've never seen Bane as Bane. We've never seen Bane as Bane, and so I'm hoping if if Matt Reeves cares to do that, I would like to see it. Considering you have established that you will allow this Batman to give it his all even when his all might not even be enough. <laughs> yes. And here's, I, I think we've probably talked about this on the show before, but I think there's like three types of heroes in a way, you know, yeah, or three types of, uh, you know, characters that fight crime. Yes. I'll say it that way. Yeah. Because there's the ones that will kill. Yeah. You know, the Punisher types that like, all right, I'm here. I'll kill. There's the ones that will only kill if they truly must. Yeah. And then there's the Batman and Spider-Man who will destroy their own bodies to make to sure make they sure never they, have to kill. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like when Batman is at a bad point, he will hold himself back from that. He still won't kill, but he'll hold himself back from destroying himself too much because he has a job to do. Yeah. Whereas Spider-Man is like, this moment right here is all that matters right now. Yeah. And that's the distinction between the two of them when it comes to this archetype that they fall into. Yes. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that that right now. Love it. No, yeah, this is very, very, very necessary. Um, remind me what happens after this. We gotta do the the car chase scene because that's where we were, and then we pulled away from it to do a bunch of other stuff. But now because we we were penguin. Yes, 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 yes. Penguin. Wow. Um. So. They're they're staking out this place. They find out that the Maroni's that Maroni's uh drug operation is still going obviously under the control of Falcone and like Penguin and whatnot. <clears throat> well, maybe not exactly, but they're made they're there to make a deal. Um and Bruce catches Selena popping up and Selena's there to just steal cash because she's like he was like, This was your plan, a heist. She's like, It's always been this. They he owes me this money, right? Um 
Does does she reveal that Falcone is her father at this point, or is that later? No, she doesn't do it until, um, it's I think on the roof. Okay. Or something. Yeah. Because it's not here. It's after yeah. This. It's after this because she's like he owes me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then in one of the bags is Annika's body, and yeah, they both yeah, which was like whoa. Um, and they now, both. Now the minute she was missing, I'm like she dead. Yeah. Oh, of course. But to see it like that was like, oh. Yeah, that was rough. Very like not like as a sucker rough punch. as the phone call. Huh? Not as rough as the phone call. Not as rough as the phone call at all, man. Because that's painful. Um, yeah. Um. So then they. They uh. Sorry, I'm looking at the runtime for the recording, and we're approaching the <laughs> length of the movie. Um, <laughs> you're so right. Yeah. Um, the goons realize they're there and they start shooting at them. They like Gordon's whip up. Yeah. I was like, when he got out of his car to start shooting and I was like, bro, they're already shooting. Why are you, why are you, you're going to get shot. Um, I was so worried about him. They, I'm like, that four focus is gone. I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, they're trying to get in them, and uh, uh, Penguin's pulling up on where Bats and Selena were, and Bats isn't there, and Selena's trying to hide, whatever, and he's like, oh, you know, come on, like, come out, you know, I'm gonna get you, whatever, right? And then, the engine starts up. It whirs, and it just starts howling, howling. Lights haven't come on, but you can see the the afterburner, the glow, mm-hmm. and it's just revving up, and the lights come on, and and then Penguin's like, "I gotta get out of here," and the Penguin drives away, and he tells the other, and get the, bat- the money, yeah, get the money, and he drives off, and the Batmobile just chases it exactly, exactly like a bat out of hell. Go ahead. This is... Preach, preacher. Go ahead. This is my favorite Batmobile ever put to screen. I am sorry, Keaton Mobile. I am sorry, Adam West Mobile. Tumblr, you don't matter. Mm-hmm. BVS one, you're cool, whatever. Schumacher ones, your fun toys, right? Mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series one, goaded, but like this... This is the one. (laughs) All right. So here's what I got to say, right? Okay. I watched, I saw this Batmobile in trailers and stuff. And from the back, I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. From the front, I'm like, that's a car. Yeah. From the front and the side. Now, I love it when it's a car. Yeah. But I, I like that key. You know, I want that stylized. The key one's still my favorite. I, I understand. Off purely aesthetic, right? Yeah. However. Uh-huh. First off, we need to acknowledge Bruce Wayne is a car guy. Yep. That is a genuine aspect of his he personality. Sh- he, yeah, he sure Bruce is. Bruce Wayne is a car guy. Yes. And this Bruce Wayne is the car guy. Uh-huh, man. Because he made I love just... all the subtle setup of, like, it's in the background. The, oh, you yeah. see the engine the block cave. being worked on, mm-hmm. the bodies under the, the cover, whatever. Because I, just from a purely aesthetic standpoint, I'm looking at it, 
And I'm like, there's that little tapered bit at the end of this like spoiler. And it's like, okay, Batmobile. Yeah. I like it from the back. When it lit up and there's just the blue and the orange <laughs> in the middle, I was like, oh. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got it. No problem. I'll I'll step back. Bro. I was wrong. And then it's just, he's just roaring down the streets, just tearing it up, man. Penguin's trying his best. And I love, I love this chase sequence is both realistic and, and so super realistic. crazy. Because yeah. they just get into super, like, near deadlock traffic. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, trying to make through and everything. And, you know, Peng- Penguin's putting him through the ringer. You know, he's he's juking and, you know, jiving. I love the fear that becomes more and more present in the Penguin mm-hmm. as the chase continues. Yeah. Because he's like, whoa, this guy's crazy. Because for this whole movie, he has not been taking Batman seriously. Yeah. He keeps calling him vengeance. He's, you know, doing his whole thing. Yeah. But by the time this chase scene is done, the fear of God is put into I wish when it comes to Batman. I wish that this sequence wasn't the end of that first like full trailer. That's fair. Cause I wish I wish I'm we had this shot, moment of like the, the upside the down bang. shot and the explosion yeah. shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The the build up and like the cause you can see Batman getting more and more angry the more he's like evading him and that's fueling him to get him even harder and it's fueling fit penguins fear and like he's driving around and then he's like oh stuck in traffic and Bruce is also stuck in traffic or whatever and he's like you know what screw it and the penguin causes the biggest traffic pile up in the jam Uh whatever least explosion but cam let me tell you when that ramp lined yep, up. Okay, okay. This is what I'm trying to get to. I was literally, I'm not even kidding. I fought every instinct in my body to stand up in the theater and just <laughs> clap. Because I, all I wanted to do was <laughs> clap and cheer and yell. Because, like, I knew what was coming, right? For sure. But the setup, and then it cuts to yeah. Bruce, and he yells, and he, like, he hits the... the Afterburner. The, yeah. And just, you hear the... And Penguin's like, I got you. And he's celebrating. I got and then you. Ramps got up, you. comes through the fire, and he just, whoosh, and that man goes flying. I love that shot from inside the car when yes. he's just like, oh, and he's dangling and whatnot. And that car just, that man should be dead, but just tumbling I'll, I'll, over and you know? over. Yeah. And then he walks up, the and it's that cool trailer shot. shot. The upside down shot walks up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then he leans over as if almost to say, yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, So they show the fuel truck and I'm like, okay, explosion. Yeah. And then everything happens and the ramp popped down. And I just into my mask in the theater. Let's go. Uh huh. Just man. Man, that was just. <sighs> yeah. Man. And this is when, you know, Gordon and Batman, they had their whole 
interrogation thing with him, and he's like, I'm not the rat. Oh, yeah. world's greatest detectives, YouTube, blah, yeah. blah, blah. They do yeah. the whole thing. Uh, and then they leave him there, which I love. And he waddles away because they got his hands away. and ankles cuffed up. That's so good. That's good. I like that. But this is when the URL thing happens, and I'm like... You're, you're a genius. <laughs> you're, you're a god. I genius. can't believe you've done this. Yeah. Just... And then they go to the asylum. Not the asylum, I'm sorry, the orphanage. Yes. And this discover empty, a bunch scary, of junkies living there. orphanage. Yeah. I was ready for it to go like full David Fincher in here, man. Oh, I was so prepared <laughs> for something terrifying to be happening. Yeah. Because um, I'm like, you letting Gordon in here with you? Yeah. And then Don't Ave Maria plan. Yeah. I was like, are we about to get into like some cult stuff? Like what is going on here? Not cult stuff. You the, know what I mean. The Order of St. Dumas. Let me get that. Yeah. I would love to see what Matt Reeves does with them. I really, bro, literally, mm. I'm, I know we say we don't want to give away our, our Batman ideas, but I'm just genuinely never going to get to do this one. I want a movie where Batman it's almost nightfall, but also deals with the fact that there are like several different secret societies all operating in Gotham. I remember this conversation. And that's yeah. what wears him out. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like a it's like a like a secret war between Order of Saint Dumas, Court of Owls, League of Shadows, mm-hmm. just just all, and then you throw in like. You throw in Azrael, you throw in Bane, not like, not Bane in, in like the sense that he's working for any of them, right? Yeah. But like, he's been hired to come take care of the man and just happens to coincide with this. You know what I mean? Just, there's so many secret societies in Gotham. And if you want to do a, like a crazy ninja war, go ahead. So... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. We just took a short break. We did. <laughs> we did. Um. Hey, how about that Batman, huh? How about that Batman? What a what a what a good movie. What um, a movie. So what happened? We were talking about Chase, then Orphanage, then we talked about Secret Societies for a second. Which is um, fun. Which is fun. Shout so, out Gotham City. Yeah. So, at the orphanage. They find the thing essentially saying the next target is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce tries to race back home um, because there was a package sent to Bruce and Alfred is opening it. And what's inside it? Uh, a fireproof note that says to the Batman. Yeah. A fireproof envelope. Yeah. And a bam. Boom. Boom. Le boom. I was so stressed out. Yeah, man. I was like, nope, we're not doing it. And he's we're trying not. to get this phone call through, right? Yeah. And then what's her name? Doris picks up. Yeah. So whenever whenever she first appeared on screen when Alfred was like Doris and I was like who? <laughs> and I leaned over to the person I went to see the movie with. 
And I was like, hey, she going to die, huh? But she didn't. <laughs> it just she seemed likely, not. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she finally picks up the phone and she's like, he's like, Doris, listen, this is uh, Alfred. Doing his regular Bruce voice. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, it already has. And I'm like, was this an inside job? What's happening here? And they're like, an hour ago. And I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. I like that, though. I like that a yeah. lot. Um, And then, yeah, he's he's there with Alfred, and they're, you know, he's going to be fine, whatever. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a little bit. I think maybe this might be when Selena calls him up essentially and is like hey can we meet up you know that's this i'll get this guy and i can find out what happened to annika and you can get whatever information you need out of him right Mm -hmm. and then i think he comes back to the cave and this is when the news clip is playing the stuff that essentially was a video uh riddler put out about the waynes that was like the waynes and the arkhams you know use their money and you know lied thomas wayne lied about the renewal fund or whatever and he's was in bed with the mafia because there was this one reporter who was trying to out with the information about the fact that martha had been hospitalized as elliot yeah, as Edward Elliot, Martha had been hospitalized at Arkham as a child a couple times, and her mother killed her father and then killed herself. All this stuff that you don't want out there. Sure. Right. Um. And Riddler alludes to the fact that, uh. that Thomas would have done anything essentially to keep this from getting out there. So he hired Falcone to take care of the, uh, the journalist reporter. Yeah. Yeah. And so this sets Bruce off. He goes to the club as Bruce Wayne, which in a, in a, in a, in a manner that is clearly distraught that honestly, you can't tell if this is, a character or if this is really him just going there now until um, he gets up to Falcone's office. Yeah. Cause then it's just Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and then he lays it out for him. Like he lays it out for him in the sense that he's deceiving him being like your father would have done anything. So he came to me, took care of him and I took care of him. And then he goes, and then he, Bruce is, you know, upset about this fact, obviously, because he thought his dad was a shining example of justice and goodness and all that whatnot, right? But no, <laughs> that's not the case, or at least so he thinks at this point. And he also plants the seed that uh, Maroni is the one that got the Waynes killed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um,. Because he can't stop, just like, Maroney's already, he put him in prison already, he's won. Yeah. But he still wants just another nail in his coffin of yeah, like. throw some more dirt on that name. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great, great, fantastic, fantastic. Um. But yeah, so then he goes to Alfred, and Alfred's like, "What? No, he's lying. He's like." He never had him killed. He only wanted him to be dealt with and, you know, the but he was never he was never killed. And then he never meant to get anyone killed. Yeah. And you said but, he was never killed. That man was killed. We never meant to get anyone killed, yeah. Yeah. And so he couldn't deal with it. It was Falcone, whatever, didn't want to have anything to do with him, and then Falcone had him whacked. And that sets Bruce off about Falcone. Um, and then I believe... Oh, then the signals turn on and Bruce pulls up right as Jim's pulling up. And he's like, the signal's on. And he's like, I thought it was you. And so they go up there. And Selena is uh, beating on uh, Detective McKenzie, who's one of the detectives that was there as security or whatever at the Iceberg Lounge. And so essentially these men. Yeah. yeah. And so essentially is how they get the big reveal that Falcone is the rat and use this leverage to take over um this get rid of Maroni and take out um essentially take power because after Thomas Wayne died. Everyone was trying to get the renewal money, and essentially they seized that, and that's how they've been essentially cycling through all their funds for the past couple of years, and that's why the Renewal Act never actually did anything uh, to benefit the city, besides, right. you know, the mobsters and payoff politicians and cops and whatnot. Um, and I want to. I want to bring up something that I thought about during the movie and that I thought a lot about um, with this plot line. Okay. About the Renewal Act and how none of the cops or politicians, whatever, elected officials essentially, um, would rat out on the rat essentially and reveal the secret that would shake Gotham to its core and all that stuff. Does this kind of feel like <laughs> what the Dark Knight Rises should have been? Hmm. Okay. I feel like Explain. this make uh, So the Dark Knight ends with Batman going on the run. Mhm taking the blame for all of Harvey's murders, essentially taking the blame for Harvey's murder, which, I mean, he did murder him, but leaving Gotham with the impression that Harvey Dent died a good man and didn't succumb to the hell that Joker had you know, brought upon him and whatnot, right? And a major part of Dark Knight Rises deals with the fact that Gordon feels guilty for the lie that he and Batman uh, implemented in order to get all of this good stuff done, right? So essentially, in this movie, it's about exposing the lie, albeit it hasn't done good for anyone, right? But it allowed everyone else to seize power and allowed Gotham to become incredibly 
like even more corrupt than it could have been right right but people could act as if this thing existed as a beneficial thing yeah so it there was no benefits to be reaped from it yeah but it lets the people of gotham sleep better at night Mm -hmm. but yeah and so and so riddler seeks to expose this eventually explained by the fact that this was a the, the ledger came through his desk or whatever because he was an accountant or whatever. And he decides it's better to expose this corruption and, and this truth in order to make a change, essentially, right? And I'm not saying this in this fact of like this should have directly been the sequel to Dark Knight Rises, right? But to one. Sorry to the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but one Riddler totally would have worked for Nolan's mo. I have no clue why he jumped to Bane and more yeah. ultra terrorism or whatever. But there is the big thing about revealing the truth behind Harvey Dent and the Dent Act, right? Even though it doesn't really matter. Even though it doesn't really matter, yeah. But. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good setup to be like our, our the goodwill of of no you're uh, yeah. you're super right. That's I, a brilliant. I, yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that. Why? I mean, as soon as I put, when they kept saying it was gonna like shake Gotham through its core or whatever, I was like, that's funny. Like it makes me think of like the fact that the Dent Act is built upon a lie. When albeit these are very different circumstances, but sure. the idea of revealing the truth that has now like defined Gotham or at least some of its um bad actors mm-hmm. is is uh, is was a little uh, uh t- tangential but related in my mind. Yeah, no, I see I see the common thread here for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I even think someone like uh like the calculator would be fun. Oh, I know yeah. Nolan wouldn't do an obscure pull like that. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. It would it could have been it could have been cool. But I mean, this is the movie that we got. So I'm like awesome. Yeah. The a Batman. full 10 years since Dark Knight Rises. Well, not full because we got a couple months to go. But essentially 10 years since the last solo Batman movie. And we get a wow. re- we get a we get a real <laughs> real sequel to Dark Knight. That's a joke, That's, but yeah, yeah, no. But I mean, with that plot element, you're yeah. you're extremely correct. I'm glad I wasn't crazy about that because I I no. kept thinking about it with during the movie. No, that's a a genuinely really good. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you're a smart man, Justin. You sometimes, know that? sometimes, mm-hmm. when it's things I know. <laughs> sure. When it's things I know. Um. That's that's really good. Um. Yeah, I just, I loved that it wasn't personal in the way that I thought it would be Mm -hmm. for Riddler. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's the other reason I was so scared whenever Edward Elliott shows up, because I'm like, yeah, he killed my dad. I didn't want that to be the plot line. Yeah, that would have been And it wasn't, thank God. It was just like, look how you all have failed us. And you get to sit in your ivory towers mm-hmm. and we die in the streets, you know, just yeah. begging for some modicum of, of safety yeah. and, and goodness. Yeah. And it's that. 
It's great. It's great. I love it. Like, it's it's personal to him because of all the trauma that he has had to endure. Mm-hmm. But it's not personal like you personally came down and did this to me. Yeah. It's just the knowledge of like, it shows how smart he is because he understands the harm that was done to me and mine was only possible because of the evil that you do from where you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I love that there's this combination of his arrogance of thinking that he's the smartest person in the room because that's who Edward Nigma is. Yes. Or Edward Nashton in this case. Yes. Which um, I'm gl- I'm glad about, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'll I, I get it. Yeah. Um just there there's that, but there's also the like but he is really, really smart. No, he is, yes, definitely. Definitely. Like and in ways that are less tangible than just his riddles are really clever and they have multiple meanings and, you know, but blah, he, blah, blah. But he orchestrated this entire, like, demise mm-hmm. of Gotham, essentially. Beyond. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but beyond, like, revealing the truth, he just he, he brought he the whole city down. everybody to get the exact outcomes he wants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Batman, you helped me kill Falcone. He's we like, did this. He's like, no. That's not what I wanted to do. It's not what we should have done. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, essentially, that kicks off the the third act. Because um, then Selina's rushing to Iceberg Lounge to exact her revenge. And f- oh, because they had the phone. And mm-hmm. the phone had the voicemail. It was Annika's phone and had the voicemail. No, it's um, Selena's phone. Wait, Selena's phone. Wait, so why didn't she? Because she's like, Selena, when she gets back, she says, "My and they took my phone. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I missed that part. Okay. So yeah. Selena gets her phone back and then she hits, she listens to the voicemail from Annika essentially recording Annika's death from by the hands of Falcone because she learned that uh, the mayor, Mayor Mitchell, Mitchell had told her about the rat business and Falcone reveals that uh, he was the one who had the mayor take her passport and, you know, make sure to keep her in check and all of that. Um, And then he strangles her. You hear that over the phone. Selena it is harrowing to listen to. Yeah. This is in the moment in which Selena puts together, Selena and Bruce put together that Falcone strangled her mother because mm-hmm. she mentions that her mother was strangled um, when she tells Bruce that uh, Falcone's her father. Then, um, so yeah, so then we rush to the Iceberg Lounge and we, uh, what do we do? Oh, so Selena's trying to exact her revenge, so she goes down there and she's, um, she's she gets to Falcone by talking about she wants to talk about Annika and whatnot, and of course he he uh, lets her come through and then they're talking whatever, and then in the midst of them talking and Bruce trying to rush to the Iceberg Lounge in a really cool sequence in which he sneaks in in his normal like regular dude garb and then he's taking dudes out and he's trying yeah. to like cut the power and everything looks like he's in uh uh good time the 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 safty brothers movie he was in uh-huh. 
Um, when he turns and clocks that dude in the face yeah. when he has the, the helmet on. Everything. Yeah. Mm. So cool. Here's my only thing about that, because it's clear that it's the same pants he wears for the costume, right? Mm-hmm. So you telling me he fit the entire rest of his armor and his cowl and all that stuff in that backpack? The magic of Batman, my friend. I mean, I just think it's funny. I just think it's really oh, funny. Oh, no, for sure. But I like yeah. it at the same time. I love Cause it. Because I, lo- I love that at a moment's notice, he can just dive back into being like dude on the street and then pop in a corner or somewhere and then just put the suit back on. Very Spider-Man feel to it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even, even Superman to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gets I'm in really there. excited to get to the thing when he cuts the power. Yeah. So he's working. He's working on cutting the power, and Selena's down there. And Selena, uh, what is it? Falcone and Selena are talking, and one of Falcone's boys comes in, and he's like, "I told you not to, you know, interrupt me." Billy. And all stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's out. like, "You gotta, you know, you gotta come see this," and essentially outing the fact that um, Falcone runs the city. That Falcone runs the city, and he killed uh, Annika and you know, being the rat and all that, right? Um, and Selena's about to try and kill him, but then power, power she goes out. She had a decent out. plan. She could have done it. She could have done it, really. Um, but then power goes out, and uh, she can't see him, and then it, she's fighting uh, Billy, his bodyguard in the room at least, um, and Bruce is making his way down. And in the bat suit now. In the bat suit and successfully tops the crappy version of that scene with the bullets lighting lighting up the room from uh Dark Knight Rises. Okay. <laughs> we have to talk about this because yes. fight scenes entirely lit by gunfire, that's something that I want to write, right? Yes. That's something that I love, and it was on my mind again. I couldn't remember why, but it must have been, you know, The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. that had it back in my mind. Yeah. And I was like, I I know I've seen it done well before, but I can't remember anything at the, in, at the moment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I really want to write something that, that just does it well. Yeah. And dog, watching this scene in the Man. theater, I was so hype. <laughs> just the emotions that I experienced watching this movie you know yeah and i i said it whenever we watch bbs and i'm like i don't know if we can top the the warehouse, the warehouse fight yeah for sure i i don't you know yeah. like i believe in matt reeves but i don't know it's gonna be hard yeah come on yeah man. he got it yeah man he got it i'd even between the chase between, between the chase, all the different this, this final fight we're about to yeah, get that's into. That's what I was about to say because, yeah. man, when he pulls up to that one, is another moment I wanted to be like, yeah, like fists in the air and everything. Love that part. Um, no, I, I think everything. But I also, at the same time, I don't think we'd have these fights without the warehouse scene. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Especially, I, I also don't think we'd have these fights without the Arkham games. I, I believe it. I think Matt Reeves definitely did take a lot of inspiration from those games, at least in terms of like atmosphere, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the look of his bat suit too. A little for for Arkham Knight, there at is least. that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and same thing for Penguin, at least with a mm-hmm. little how you know rough around the edges he is. 
Um, but yeah, man, that, that <laughs> he's once again tanking gunfire. <laughs> it's the dudes so at the end who are just straight up like firing like half a clip into his like his side mm-hmm. and nothing is happening. Man, excellent. Excellent. I cannot wait to see this movie again. Oh my god. Me too. <laughs> As we have talked about it in my head, I'm like, I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, going I to can... buy this movie physically. I haven't bought mm-hmm. a movie physically <laughs> since The Force Awakens in 2015. Wow. Like off of pure hype. I was like, I wow. need to own it. You know? That's crazy. In hindsight. Mm. Mm. Um <laughs> But Yeah, man. I need to own the Batman yeah. because I'm going to watch this movie more times than is good for me. And I'm going to hate myself because it's a Batman movie. Yeah, but I'm going to love myself because it's so good. Yeah. I can't wait for it to hit um, HBO Max next month. Yeah. Because then it's just going to be like on loop in the background. <laughs> My mom was like, prepare for me to like get ready to like ruin this movie for you. And I was like, no, you can't. You I'm can't. Just, I'm just going to I'm gonna be just drawn in all the time. Because here's the thing, it gets so much stuff right mm-hmm. that I think we will be able to watch this movie and use it and study it mm-hmm. and build on it for mm-hmm. our things, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, what a picture. What a what a picture. Yeah. Um but yeah, so he does that and Selena's doing her Selena's thing. Selena's doing her thing. Upstairs. She's ha- she's handling that man, but then she gets uh she gets uh sidelined by yeah, yeah blindsided by Falcone. Falcone. Falcone starts to try and strangle her with the pool cue, which I was like, bruh. Um and then so, you're making me do this. Yeah. My own flesh and blood. Oh, and like, she said, yeah, because she said, Hey dad, and she's like, I was um what's her what's her Maria mother's Kyle. Maria Kyle, yeah. Um Which and, I think is their sort of nod to her Cuban heritage and uh long halloween okay okay i'm forgetting that completely but all right okay yeah i don't know for sure <laughs> I don't, if it's i don't remember i don't the remember long that. halloween that's the one that mentioned but she in the comics it's she's cuban she's cuban okay mm-hmm. all right that's fine cuban and italian selena kyle that makes sense um what oh but yeah so she's getting she's getting strangled with the pool cue and then she claws his face which gives her an upper hand for a second. Yes. And then he just starts strangling her with his bare hands. And then uh, Bruce gets in there and then he, he uh, stops him. And then she's going to, she gets the gun again, I think. And then she's going to kill him. And he's like, no, not yeah. like this. And then they have their moment of like, this isn't the way to do it. And she's like a little resentful, but, but she gives in a little bit. It's so good in this moment because it's not, you know, it isn't, he does say like, you'll be as bad as him, but that's not his point. Yeah. It's don't let him do this to you. Yeah. And that positioning of it is so like, it, it speaks so much to Batman and who he is. Yeah. And the care that he has for Selena. Yeah. And the respect and all that. But like, oh, they kissed earlier, by the way. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, good kiss, good kiss. Very good kiss. Yeah, very good. Their all their interactions are just so like the build up to this because there is that instantaneous attraction. Yeah, 
it starts whenever you know Batman sees her. Yeah. And then once she's like in his arms, because he's trying to keep her from mm-hmm. you know the cops seeing them. Yeah. There's like that moment, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And like they just build and build on it throughout the movie, and the kiss happens, and you're yeah. like, yeah. Good stuff. That that kiss in that moment though is clearly a kiss of manipulation though. Oh, I right. mean, which should be the case for their relationship for their well, of course, yeah, 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 and it's and it's really good because especially that moment at the end when they're both kind of like, should we like he's because he's mm-hmm. leaning in and she's leaning yeah. forward but also leaning back like it's just such a such good like body language in that because it just they want to but it's mm-hmm. they can't <laughs> they just they know they can't. Um, yeah, um, but so he stops her and then he's like, you know, big, it felt like, it felt like in Arkham Knight when you bring the villain back to GCPD lockup and you're walking through and everyone's saying what they got to say or whatever. Mm. And you walk, he's walking through the crowd with, um, with Falcone and everyone's kind of looking and just stepping aside and then he gets there and. Falcone says the Zorro line about him and him and Gordon. But he he stops Batman first, and he's like, "You think you scared me?" Yeah. And he does that whole thing, and yeah. it's so like he is the most powerful man in Gotham City, and he doesn't believe he's beat yet. Yeah. And it's so oh, it's so good. And then he gets that side with Gordon because he's like, you know, you think they're like I don't own everybody, or like, like yeah, you, or what does he say? Like it's, I'll be out, you know, blah blah blah. No, that yeah, and then I own the, you know, these cops and everything. That's what like you don't own everybody. And then there's a bunch of cops outside waiting to to. And the door take them opens, away. and I'm like, I almost want to cheer for cops in this moment. Crazy. <laughs> You've done the impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you know, uh, what is it? They're outside, and uh, Falcone's like, I'll be out. In a in a little bit or whatever, you know, I'll walk or whatever. And then Penguin comes out and he's like, "Have a fun time at Blackgate, you rat!" And they're arguing, whatever. And then Penguin's about to like shoot him or whatever. And then a shot rings off, and they're like, "He's like, I didn't shoot him, I didn't shoot him." Yeah. But it was Riddler from across mm. the way, and as soon as a I saw uh, with a sniper rifle, and he was like, "Bring the rat into the light and take care of the rest, whatever," right? But and as that shot as Batman looks up into the flickering, the you know, yeah, light. yeah, reminiscent. And he realizes of, what he's done. But yeah, but also reminiscent of uh, his parents on the ground too. Mm. Yeah, love that, Martha. love that. Um, but as soon as, as soon as you see Riddler across the street in the window, not on the rooftop, in the window, I'm in like, the window. This man lives across the street from the Iceberg Lounge. And he's been there the entire time. We've come back here so many times. He's right across the way. Mm -hmm. And so Batman rushes in there. I love that all all of the cops start to storm the building. But Batman gets in there, breaks it down. He's the first one to look at everything. And it's like, oh, he's gone or whatever. And... Um... They're looking around, they're looking through stuff, and then they get the word that some lady saw a man, you know, 
rushing out of there and he goes to the to the diner and he's just sitting there by himself and that shot reminds me of that very famous painting i don't know what it's called do you know the one i'm talking about i think it's yeah i know which one you're talking about it's like it's night something yes night watchers night watchers or something oh my god yeah night watch no shut up (laughs) it's been one big riddle Oh my gosh, Edward Nigma. Edward Nigma. No, but I have to look the actual name up now. I but, me too, me too. Because yeah. if it's Night Watchers, I'm gonna. It it can't be. Not like Nighthawks or anything, is it? Oh, that sounds correct. Man, Nighthawks. Nighthawks. Nighthawks is a 1942 oil on canvas painting by Edward Hopper. It's a gorgeous. I love this painting. I'm very glad that it was not Nightwatch. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm glad it wasn't Nightwatch because um, I would have been like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like they that get there. immediately is what it brought to mind. That I think that I th- I'm pretty sure that was the point. But yeah, yeah. Um, so they get in there and they they bust him essentially. He's like he turns and you see his face for the first time and you're like this hapless idiot, this hey. regular man. <laughs> hey, as someone that did uh, a STEM major in college before I dropped out, mm-hmm. that's what. Yep. That, yep. I know. Yep. I know. That's it. I know. Um, I've had to do icebreakers with that man, yeah. and he cannot hold a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but they bust him. He's like, I ordered pumpkin pie. And then they slam him down and take his stuff. And he starts doing his weird breathing thing, which I assume is a uh, anxiety response, uh, like some sort of, you know, concentrated breathing thing he does. Because I could, I could hear him do it when he was going to kill the mayor in the first scene. Yes. Because um, he does it after he kills him, really. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that that that's cool. And then he's looking at Batman at the window, and Batman's looking at him. And then they cut back to the. It's raining. They cut back to the apartment because they're back in there looking through stuff, and they're looking over things. And what is it? They find uh, another to the Batman note and whatnot. Um, There's Bat in the cage. Bat in the cage. That's where yeah. they find it. Yeah. And, and immediately as I'm watching this happen, I'm like, do man bat. <laughs> me Kirk too. Langstrom, me too. Yeah, I know. I know. Me too. But he's like, my confession. And he's they're looking around at everything. And they're like, oh, he had like 500 followers on like some forum or whatever, like a blog site kind of thing. And he... Uh, There's what? a video that's encrypted. The video's that encrypted. They can't, they can't need the, the, the thing for and That's so right. they're talking about oh because they open up the the uh, his manifesto journal basically yes and it's explaining oh, okay hold on there's a scene here really quick while Batman you know is looking and doing his whole detective thing mm-hmm. and then he reaches for a book on the shelf and the guy's like Gordon what about chain of evidence mm-hmm. he's got gloves on yeah yeah and that I'm was like... good that was good <laughs> I like that um. But he's looking through and they're looking through it and it's essentially explaining like it, like his backstory a little bit in that moment and whatnot. Um, well, no, like overall, basically. And um, 
then putting things together, thinking about Bruce Wayne and whatnot. Or no, he got a little bit of info on on the backstory when they went to the orphanage, right? Because it was er. Yeah, there's this vague mention of like the orphanage, and he was an orphan, and blah blah. There's, I, where there's a you? connection there. Yeah, because the riddle is, uh, what is it? Up from the ground, you know, a tough right, seed, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the whole thing. Orphan. What's the difference between, you know, me when I'm here versus when I'm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he's looking at the other wall. I forget what they call the, the walls with all the. The It's the, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, sure. Pepe he has Sylvia his, his wall. Pepe Sylvia yeah. wall. Let's not call it that forever, but it's yeah. the the red string wall. That's yeah, what they, yeah, that's what they are. But he has but that. And there's a bunch of photos. There's a bunch of photos of Bruce Wayne and like who is the Batman or whatever. And Bruce is looking at it, and he's looking in and he's thinking about it, putting it together as they're reading the thing. And he's like, "Oh, he knows who I am." Like that's that's the thought process that the he gets Batman to get there. Paranoia. Yeah. In this scene. And so good. And. Gordon gets a call and he's like, he's asking for you come down and talk to him at Arkham. And so then we get there, we go to Arkham. You're a good cop. Yeah. That, like, what, what does about that About to mean? be the end of this, like, end of me. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That was really nice. Such a good interaction. Yeah. Um, so he goes to Arkham and they have their uh, talk and whatnot. And he's planting the seeds of like, Bruce Wayne. And he's making sure the camera, yeah, and he's making sure the camera sees it and whatever, right? And he's talking about it like, you know, like Bruce's perspective is that he knows who he's talking about. So he's just ragging on him like to his face, whatever. Says, it's the only one we didn't get, you know, shame. And he realizes he's like, oh, okay, it's just my paranoia. He doesn't know my identity and whatnot, which I felt was, I thought that scene was a little weird because I couldn't tell if like he was actually, he knew, but he was just like. No. dropping it or whatever Once but he, he doesn't was know. like he's the only one we didn't get I was yeah. like okay he doesn't know yeah um, because from the beginning I was like this wall doesn't mean he knows yeah and then what was the other thing I wanted to say this scene is so like this is Batman realizing that Bruce Wayne matters to him yes that's part of his arc in this movie mm-hmm the other part is obviously, you know, as we've established before, when he goes and visits Alfred in the hospital and he, you know, yes. learned that his father wasn't a bad man. He made a mistake, but yeah. never wanted to get anyone killed. Yeah. And what I appreciate about that scene is that he's like, so Falcone had my father killed. And Alfred's like, maybe not. Maybe it was just some guy. Yeah. This is Gotham. Right. This is yes. how it goes. And I'm I, like, I, I forgot to mention that part. Cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just so... It's so good, all these different things that like slowly add to to Bruce's character arc, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to talk about the culmination because we're getting close. Yeah. Um. But while he's here, I'm like, okay, Riddler's been captured, but he hasn't been beaten. Yeah. Right. And then here's the other part that you know we'll dive into what it means later. But then the Riddler succeeds, but he doesn't win. Yeah. And that dichotomy between those things yeah. is like so. I love that, you know. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, they're talking, and he's expecting Batman to be like, you know, hey, you know what, you did a good job, champ. Let's get you right. out of here, whatever, you know. Um, 
but he's like, no, I didn't want any of this, right? But it, 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 Bruce has to confront the fact that this is essentially what he's inspiring. Yeah. These are the people that he's inspiring. Uh, uh, you know, lunatics he goes with in on him. Yeah. He's like you're insane. You're, you know, just like goes yeah. off on this mentally yeah. unwell man. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no. And he's freaking out and, and has his freak out moment. It's, yeah. It's a, and once about. again, it's a moment where you're like, this could be comedic, but it's also just extremely unsettling because you're seeing this dude's entire world fall apart, even though you're not really supposed to like fully sympathize with him sympathy thing it's like this man is so dangerous and he's been so delusional yeah and as it all falls apart this is what it looks like and that's still scary yeah yeah um and he's punching the the glass in a second because then riddler realizes i'm the smartest one still because he hasn't figured out the full extent of the plan how to stop this yeah and he's like, you don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, what is it? Yeah. And he's slamming his fist into the glass. You're not as smart as I thought you were. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's a really good line. Mm. Um, still a chance to own him in that moment. Yeah. Um, and so then he he dies back, which makes me question how where is where is Arkham by the way? Like where is it? It doesn't seem like it's within the 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 city grounds, obviously, because it didn't get. It's in the narrows. Flooded. <laughs> it's in the narrows. Um, <laughs> I but, really hope we get to see like old Gotham at some point, like a yeah, a dedicated neighborhood that's like really yeah. Put the statues right in off by the uh, by the uh, cemetery is what that would feel like. Mm, okay. Um, but what? So he goes back to Riddler's apartment and he's searching around looking at stuff and Gonzalez comes in and he's like, hey, you aren't supposed to be here. And he just looks and he's just doing his stuff. He's like, all right. And so then he's trying to. I like that he just like puts his gun away and he's yeah. like, let me hang out with Batman. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with Batman and see what's This up. was the scene that solidified that I love Gonzalez. Well, yeah, because it's the, the, start, it's the, culmina- sure but it's the culmination of his arc, right? He like. Yeah. Is like I can let my guard down for the most part and trust this guy to do what he's doing. I trust Gordon Gordon now. I trust. I trust. Yeah. So, um, he. What is it? He's looking at stuff and he finds the tool he used to kill. Um, to kill uh, Mayor Mitchell, and this is the when Gonzalez is like, oh yeah, it's a Tucker. Like my uncle was a, was a carpet installer, and so then Batman's... my brain's still in Riddler mode at this point. So I'm like, Tucker, who's Tucker? Yeah. This is the missing piece. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna have to go back to the mayor's place. That's what I thought mm. it was. I didn't think that it was gonna have to be. Um, that it well, was once have to be once thing. he looked down at the carpet, I'm like, okay, here. Yeah, here no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this but is I before don't... this is before we cut to the yeah, carpet. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, cause I th- was under the assumption that he had the Tucker. He took he, it with him because, yeah. Or no, he got it from the the mayor's place. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that All he right. had it on him to beat him with. Mm. Um, or like he brought it with him essentially. Um, so then he pulls up the thing, and I like when Gonzalez is like, "What are you like, bro? You're ruining the crime scene. What are you doing?" Because here's like. At this, he doesn't make any attempts to stop him because, like we've established, you trust him. Yeah. But it's just this, like, I'm 
a young guy who has a job and I'm still trying to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> it's that vibe. Like, I'm so familiar with that yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so then he pulls up the thing. It says a real change. And there's glowing there's lights, glowing all lights on the floor. The and, the he, and then they type in the password to the video that was encrypted. And essentially it's like riddler's not suicide note but like his goodbye note for the next step of the whatever the plan is right and essentially he's like you know i've done all this i'm gonna go away i suspect i won't be back for a while and you know this is the deal i've parked four van or not four like eight vans at specific seven seven okay around specific points of gotham seawall and when they detonate there will be a flood and people will flock to um, it, it'll be during the, the not inauguration, but the election night, essentially the results or whatever. Yeah, Royale's thing. yeah. And people will flock to Gotham square garden. Cause that'll be the only safe place for the meantime, obviously. And, um, you know, they'll be there and they'll be safe until you that, you know, that's where you guys come and you will take care of the people there and you'll make a real change, whatever. And then, then you realize all of the Riddler acolytes in the chat and like what a real chat room that was because they're like dude rifles are good oh i got this i got my jacket it's a blah 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 i got it in whatever mask you can get here it's it's so, it's so good so good it, the the alt-right january 6th mm-hmm. energy going mm-hmm. on here i'm like this is so prescient you know and he because did it but he did it before he wrote that before he did it, it before. that's what i'm saying <laughs> way before that's why i'm sitting here watching and i'm like I mean, obviously, we could all tell something like that was going yeah, to happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for him to just, like, nail that whole vibe mm-hmm. of, like, and the way it goes down. Yeah. And I like this. I like this way to still have, like, a, it's a final confrontation. Not with the Riddler, per se, but, like, yes. there's still somebody to punch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, you I don't like wanna, the. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying, I, no, it's fine. I, I like that we've put away the bad guys, technically. Yeah. I mean, we've killed Falcone, so, yeah. you know, rest in peace. But <laughs> Not know, rest Penguin in peace? Wait with... a minute. <laughs> go, to, go to hell. like Yeah, well, yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, Penguin's dealt with, Falcone's dealt with, uh, you know, we have Selena working with us and all that settled. Yeah. Uh, Riddler's in prison. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got a lot of dudes for you to fight still. Yeah. yeah. And the final confrontation, it's not against a guy. It's against an idea. Yeah. And the theme here is it's an idea that Batman put in motion. Yeah. And that's why this scene goes so hard. It's not just as all these guys in their Riddler masks get ready, you know, mm-hmm. in the, uh, Which, the catwalks and stuff. But But I do have to say to give you still get like riddler goons oh for and sure. it's in the most plausible way possible mm-hmm. and i love it because I they're, love they're it. so much more than that as well you know? yeah 
Because it's not just like, oh, Joker hired some goons, Penguin's got some hired muscle, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, these dudes are an issue regardless of whether or not they have guns. Like, Right. Their their ideas are dangerous. Yeah. Um, so they're all setting up with their guns and they're all doing their thing. Well, the well, ho- well first of all, hold on. Yeah. The bombs go off. <laughs> oh, yeah. The seawall. And the seawall comes down. Flooding. And in, Floods Gotham completely. People are definitely dead. Oh, a and lot of people are dead. Riddler is watching from his cell, his his cell window, and he's laughing to himself and all that. And Batman's like, I gotta, you know, I gotta get there. And as each one's happening, he's boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And he's doing his whole thing. Yeah. And so Batman's rushing over there, and we cut away from that, and we cut away to everybody at uh, Gotham Square Garden and uh Jim's trying to get everything under control and whatnot. Selena gets Selena there. Selena gets there cuz she's trying to get out of the city, but he's like it's flooded. Like we're, you know, what are you going to do? Like everybody's trying to get inside or whatever. And she realizes and the, that is the, the rushing water. Shot is she looks down. Yeah. Good the water really good shot. Yeah. Um and she goes inside or whatever. And the yeah, like you said, the dudes are setting up their their little uh secure cables to the catwalks and whatnot so they don't fall and you're like oh my god and so they're trying to figure out because they're like we can't stay here because the 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 arena was is is safe against like a hurricane but not for like a flood like everyone's still gonna die in here and whatnot right yeah and the mayor's like, or the, the real, because she is just mayor now, obviously. Um, she's like, we can't just have these people here. We have to figure out something, like get them out of here or whatever, right? And so she goes to try and you know get everyone's attention, you know, get them to safety, and whatnot. And she looks up and she sees one of Riddler's acolytes, and they take a shot. They fire and like one. her shoulder. Yeah. There's like four of them. Well, no, I know, but thing. I'm talking about like the one that is like about to shoot her. For sure, um, but she sees like she a sees cluster them. of yeah. them on the yeah. thing. It's terrifying. So, so they they shoot her, and it's, it hits her like her shoulder, or like her collarbone, whatever, right? Yeah. And Gordon gets down to cover Dives her, and then in the dra- way drags, drags her over, her out of there. Um, and all the dudes are firing off, and you know they're like, "Oh my god, we gotta, you know, gotta stop them, whatever." And then the ceiling. All along the glass. All along the glass ceiling. Controlled explosions. And he drops down. With the iconic cape out. Grabbing the edges. Falls onto the thing. Stands up. Rolls. Dual wielding grapple guns. Yeah. He shoots the dudes and then dives backwards. Swings around the things. Essentially strings them up. Then... Rolls in the fight. And I love dudes. the motion that he does. The like somersaulting yeah. thing to get up along the thing. Yeah. And then gets his balance. There's that one move <laughs> where he dives and rolls and uses that to take out two uh, dudes mm-hmm, that are standing. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite moves in the whole movie because it's so wild. Dude, he's nonstop in this scene. Like... Every other fight for until now has been like, all right, take out this guy, dude, like, bam, bam. Then next dude, whatever. I don't care how much they hit me. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. This is, He's I'm like stopping concentrated them all right movements. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
this is the scene that fully tops the warehouse scene. yes yes absolutely he does 100%. it all and he does it without killing anyone yes <laughs> yes i mean he drops some of those dudes off the thing that well, don't have cables yeah but when some dudes get shot by a, a bullet because yeah. the other dude's firing um but yeah man the lighting in this scene is so good it's so good I cannot wait until the Twitter threads of colors in the Batman <laughs> movie and seeing all those different shots that yeah man because there's so many orange red all yeah. the, ugh, I can't wait um but they uh so he's he's running through dudes basically and then Gordon's like you know like how do we get up there and like follow me and so then they go that way and then Selena is you know is in the the arena and she's looking up and she sees her way to get up there and she you know climbs all the way up there we don't see it but you know but he uh, he's taking out dudes you know and he gets to like essentially what's like the final batch of of mm-hmm. goons for him to take out and they're like laying into him and he's laying into them and the last dude gets him double barrel double shotgun. barrel shotgun straight up buckshot to the gut and that man gets blasted far back and then does he he's, does he fall off in this moment of the of the raft because he's hanging on and then the dude's gonna um he pulls yes. up with the shotgun yeah. in his face right he's he's holding on to the thing yeah. in this moment yeah and you can see him struggling and like oh this might be it right like it's accepting it but also being because like he is cracked if not like fully broken ribs here yeah and because the force for a double barrel shotgun yeah, at that range at that range take him out man and then but you can see the dude what is it he's like caught up in the moment of like am i about to kill the batman and he's trying he, to reload he reloads and everything and he gets up all in his face and you still see that fear of like i'm face to face with the batman but this is my shot like i can take him out right and so he puts the gun to his head and you're like, all right, Selena, when are you going to drop in? Yeah, right. And he's puts, got the gun and you're like, and he's like right up in there, like all up in his grill. And then Selena drops down and takes him out and you're like, all right, cool. You know, like good scene, but I'm still like, yeah, I know how that was going to go. No, for sure. So then, uh, that's why she helps keep an eye out for Selena, keep an eye out for Selena. So then she, she helps him up and. He's he's done. Like he's toast completely. Mm-hmm. And she's Flat talking. Yeah, she's, yeah. And then she gives him she gives him a real kiss, and he just barely like re- reacts to that. Like you see his lips mm. purse and everything, but still. And then he's she's trying not to pass out. Yeah. yeah. And so she's she's you know looking at him, and we get from his perspective with the eyes kind of closing and whatnot. And then she gets hit from behind. It's the dude about to. It's the dude that she just uh, knocked down, and he's he's about to kill her. And so Bruce, like you say, he takes out his adrenaline, which I thought was venom at a certain point because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, takes yeah. out his adrenaline, puts it in him, gets up, knocks the dude to the ground, and just starts wham, 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 like just full on going in. And Selena's like, oh my god, he's and then. Like- Hammer blows yeah. raining down. I thought before Gordon and them get there. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, stop!" And take off the mask. And like I said, I assume it's the dude that he spoke to in the uh, memorial service. 
on or waiting on the on the sides and whatnot. And they're like, "Who are you?" And he says, "Vengeance." I'm vengeance. Yeah. And in that moment, no, he says, "I'm." He says, vengeance. "I'm vengeance." Yeah. Both words, because it's the exact delivery. Yeah. And it's just weak and beaten down versus yeah. the you know triumphant way it said the first time. And this is and the when, look on Batman. Yeah, face. Bruce fully realizes the the uh, effect of his presence of it his is actions. Abject horror on. That and I, I love it not just because this is him coming to terms with the fact that. This is what he is inspiring. Mm-hmm. I love it because it essentially forces the entire audience and every Batman movie prior to be mm-hmm. like, this is what you have perpetrated with what your belief of Batman is. You yeah. think he can just solve it all by just punching dudes like just beating them to a pulp. By brutalizing criminals yes. in the street. By yeah. think yeah. And I'm really glad that of course we it's you always want to see Batman just kick butt, right? Of course you yeah, want yeah. that's essential. Absolutely. But taking the time to realize it's more than just it's more than just punching dudes. It's even yeah. more than solving crimes. Mm-hmm. It's about being an inspiration to the city and to everyone around them. Right. I'm about to get on my soapbox. And that's why, no, I know, but I mean, well, I know, but like just through Uh from that moment on solidifying the fact of like punching criminals is not enough. Right. Like it's part, it's part of the solution, but it's not the entire answer. And so him realizing that in that moment, but then also willing to fully lay down his life to save the rest of the people in the arena when the mm-hmm. electrical wire, the exposed wire right. happened. So here's he hops yeah. over the the flooding happens. Yeah. Um, I think I really hope that this moment is his inspiration for like coming up with batarangs mm-hmm. because he doesn't like, really have any. He just has the yeah yeah he just has the big one in the, his the chest, symbol, which right? I like. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad it's a a practical thing that he yeah. uses. Um, but he he hops over there, like without even thinking about it. Yeah, and just cuts it. Falls. Falls, and you're like, of course, Batman's not dead, but he's down there for oh, a yeah. while. And he comes back up, and he's looking around, right? Because of course the flooding it's not really like subsided, right? But like. In terms of like, you know, this is this is what we got to do, you know, just trudge through the water, whatnot. And he pulls out his flare and lights it. I love how much stuff he just has on him, man. Mm-hmm. Pulls out his flare and lights it and walks towards where people were uh, uh, stuck under, right? And it's the mayor. Uh, well, the new mayor, uh, Real. Yeah. It's the it's Mitchell's, Mitchell's wife son and Mitchell's and son and all that stuff. And. In this moment, he's like, this is, you know, this is the moment, like, for me to, like, truly be a hero. And he reaches out his hand, and Mitchell is just staring at him. And then a hand comes out from the side, because you don't see the sun yet, but the hand comes out from the side, and it trudges forward. 
and it's Mitchell's son. And he helps him up and he helps him over the thing. And the son is like fully like, this is a man who's ready to help me. And it's and he, this culmination. It's this, this is where I actually of, cried. <laughs> right. This is where I actually it cried. Is, Batman has had this journey of like, wait, Bruce Wayne is important. Wait, Alfred is my dad. Wait, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. You know, he's acted as this father figure in my life. Mm-hmm. And he sits there and he holds out his hand to basically what is himself. Yes. In a way. Yes. And he pulls himself out of the darkness and into the light. And that's who he is from this moment onwards. And Batman gets an arc in this movie and it's masterfully executed. Yes. I, yeah, man, I, I cried at this part. Like, I mean, I didn't like full on cry, but like I had tears because I was so moved by the fact that you could actually make this moment happen in a Batman movie and like it works and it, it feels genuine and there's like a lesson here. Right. And so then she, you know, she reaches or no, yeah, no, she reaches for his hand Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then he helps her up and then he leads them out of the arena and into like the city essentially. And then we cut to, uh, what is it? They got everybody on the roof. Like it's been a rough hit narration again. And he's like, you know, I got to be something more like, you know, I can't um, just be. He's like what I was doing, not like what I was doing wasn't working, but like I didn't I I didn't make any change with my prior actions. And now I have the chance to be like a hero and be something more, you know, like a symbol of hope and whatnot. And. It's the shot of all of them on the ceiling of the of Gotham Square Garden, and he's um, what is it? He's carrying that woman over to the the what's it called? Like the emergency rescue like helicopter thing, right? Yeah. And he places her down, and this is the other moment I was like, I about to start crying. Because she's clutching onto his arm of like, I'm, you know, I'm scared, Mm -hmm. right? Finally, someone turning to him in the sense of like, to be safe. Yeah. And he just, you know, holds her and just exchanges a look like it's going to be okay. And he's holding on to her until eventually, you know, he can't hold her anymore. And we get that good shot. The National Guard has come in. Yeah. And we get that good shot. The one that I... I loved in the trailer of just him, you know, dirty and caked in grime, tired, angry, but like not, not vengeful anger, but just, you know, um, and this going back to the, the, why I brought up court of owls and all that stuff mm -hmm. earlier is like, he looks as if he's about to fall over in this scene. Yeah. He is, He's done. He's tired. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's like, because Batman can't do anything against the natural disaster. Yeah. Batman can't do anything against, you know, a virus. These are the two storylines that they did before No Man's Land, Mm -hmm. which is Rachel Ghoul releases the virus. And then after that, there's the earthquake. It's Cataclysm. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just trying to figure out how to combat these things because Batman is one guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And now in those comics, he has Oracle and Nightwing and Tim Drake and Spoiler and all these people. He doesn't have any of those people here. He is, I if he passed out in that moment, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah, man. So then from there, he you know we finish his journal entry, and I think we cut back to Arkham, and Riddler's in his cell. Um, and he's all moping and crying and all that kind of stuff. And this is my least favorite part of the movie. Okay. Because it feels at odds with the rest of the movie. But apparently apparently there was stuff that was cut regarding the not appearance but the uh presence presence of the Joker played voiced by Barry Keegan, who played uh Druig in or Druid. No, it's Druig. No, it's Druig. Yeah. Um, in Eternals, uh, terrific actor. Interesting to see what he will look like, but at the same time, keep him in there. I don't want to see him. I didn't like what little bit of the look we could see through the gate. It looked a little too over the top. But I'm glad to. I don't know. I'm. I'm glad to know that they are like, yeah, we're gonna use prosthetics. We're not just gonna paint a dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that that precedent is set by the fact that Colin Farrell is playing the penguin. Sure. Um I'm gonna say it, I like this scene. Really? I did. I, did. Okay. I this movie managed to make me really genuinely love Batman mm-hmm. for almost three hours. Mm-hmm. Which wow, that's a feat. Right? Talk about him for uh way more than that if you're counting every other episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, I in know, this I know what you mean. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. But even more uh, terrifyingly to me, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the Joker against this Batman. I, I want to. So, yes, I, I agree with you okay. there. However, I don't want it to be the next movie. No, me neither. Yeah. And Matt Reeves has said, it doesn't mean I'm doing the next movie. I'm just letting yeah. you know he's there. You yeah. Know? And I'm okay with and that. It's. I'm okay it's with just, knowing he exists. This is the next evil. So we're going to get more into, you know, broader talks about what's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just want to say, like, this conversation that he has with him. I don't know how I feel about Barry Keegan's Joker voice. Yeah, I need some work because it's but just his net regular. Yeah. The laugh was really good. The laugh good. was good. And this this conversation that they have. It it feels right, yeah. For their first meeting, yeah. Where it's like, he asks him a riddle, yeah. But the answer is funny to the two of them, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's this perfect like, you know, what becomes more valuable the fewer of them you have mm-hmm. and it's friends, yeah. Right, and I'm like, I love that because obviously the next movie they're not gonna do Riddler's back and he's with the Joker. Yeah, of course. Matt Reeves not. isn't gonna do that, yeah. Unless WB makes him, but. We'll see. <laughs> I doubt I, it. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just this, like, this vibe that is set. And I'm, I'm glad I watched that clip that Soros sent us um, where Matt Reeves is like, I'm not trying to say the Joker is next. I'm trying to say Gotham will always spawn new evil. Yes. There's always more to come. Yes. That's all I meant by it. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Matt Reeves? 
You're absolutely right. I respect that, yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. this scene, I, I genuinely did enjoy it. And I, I understand your point yeah. and why you feel the way you do, for sure. But it was just so, like, you've made me excited about Batman and his mythos and not just what I wish could be done if it were done right. You've done it right. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I need to step in anymore and, like, well, actually, we just did yeah. this this way yeah. and we... Come on, if I finagle the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I watched it and I loved it genuinely from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I have no big central issue with it. Yeah. I don't have my, you know, well, they killed Aunt May, so it, it taints the whole experience mm-hmm. for me. It's not that. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of that when I walk away from this. Yeah. Um. And just while we're going over our, like, overall thoughts of the film, since we're at the end now. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to, the next scene of, uh, 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 Bruce and Selena's goodbye. I know we touched on it. I know we touched on it, but yeah, Yeah, really briefly. You got it. Go ahead. But we cut to, unless I'm forgetting something, um, we cut to Selena at her mother's, uh, burial plot. And she's saying, you know, saying goodbye to her mom, essentially for the time being, at least. And... Bruce is there and he's like, you know, you're leaving. She's like, you got, you really got to stop sneaking up on people. Unless that was the earlier scene, but yeah. Um, She's like, you know, you, uh, the city's only going to get worse, right? Like you can't change the city. He's like, you know, you don't know that, you know, she's like, well, I'm going to go. She's like, you obviously that you should come with me. We can, you know, we can knock over a couple of, uh, you know, rich, you know, bricks who deserve it. And, uh, you know, bad and the cat, that doesn't sound so bad, but he doesn't say it, but you know, the look is like, you know, I can't do that. Um, and they're, they're just, they're, you know, it's very close wanting to embrace each other, but they can't cause they're going down two separate paths. And she's like, well, you know, goodbye. She puts that one cat that she was loving on in the back. And she takes off. You want to know the thought that I had? What? That's probably the only one that survived the flood. That makes me really sad. Why would you say that to me? Because it's extremely likely. Why would you say that to me? I hate you. I hate you. Because she wouldn't not take the other. No, cat. I know, I know. Um, but and that's the only thing my brain supplied, and it made me really sad. But yeah, so then she takes off, and then he's, excuse me, he's getting ready to take off, and then they're riding along the same road with each other. I I enjoyed that. I I liked them riding I motorcycles. Love the vibe of it. I like when you know. He accelerates a little bit, and then she accelerates mm-hmm. a little bit, and they do that like little back and forth yeah. thing, and it's like. And then finally, they reach the point in which they go their separate ways. And he sees her disappear over the uh, over the little hill in his rearview mirror, and we cut to a close up of him riding away, and then cut to black. And I was not ready for that to be the end of the movie. <laughs> I was at that point. I 
No, I, to be completely honest, I fully expected the movie to end when the narration ended and Mm. it was that shot of him looking up all covered in dirt and grime. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what a, what a picture. (laughs) What a picture. Picture. Once again, the Batman comes up at the title card on the full screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you stay to the credits, you get a cheeky little goodbye message. That's the question mark, um, text box thing. And then it just says goodbye. And then there's a flash of like a cipher. Apparently I'm not sure. I, I didn't catch it. Okay. Um, no, I didn't catch it either. Uh, our good friend Chris sent it to me. The, uh, Ooh. the, uh, okay. the transcribed version of it. And it says, you think I'm finished, but perhaps you don't know the full truth. Every ending is a new beginning. Something is coming. Okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. But then No, me but, neither. But but um, I love Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um But yeah, man. Four hours and fifteen minutes is what the current runtime says for this yeah. recording. And I'm gonna just I do my little thing about Batman's arc. No, I know. I'm no, I'm not complaining. I'm saying like this feels like we've been building up to this the entire time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I feel totally comfortable with how long we've talked about this. Well, all right. Well, that's let me uh, let me let me let me do my thing. Oh. I thought you were okay. All right. No, I said I said I was. Gonna My do bad. I'm thing. sorry. I got a little. No, I got a little lost there. Um. That that was the first note that I wrote down once I got home was just like Batman has an arc. Mm-hmm. And I just love, you know, in the comics when he's done right, Batman acts, you know, not just as fear and terror mm-hmm. to the wicked but he is hope and salvation to yeah. the innocent you know yeah and the scene of him lighting up the flare and pulling the people out of this wreckage it was one of my favorites in the movies because in in this movie because that's who batman is yes you know he's he's not just the monster in the shadows that beats down criminals within an inch of their life yeah that's not he's a hero and he saves people and that that stoic presence that he provides yes is a reassurance to the people because if this guy can do it, maybe I'll be okay too. Yeah. You know, and the fact that we've gotten a Batman movie that has him going, I can't be vengeance because look what that leads to. Yeah. I can do the right thing. I can terrify the people who do wrong, but I can uplift the people who are just trying to live. Yes. I, and Oh. It's it's just so powerful. I just I'm so glad that we finally have a Batman. I feel like this is a Batman who can raise a Robin. Yes. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I'm so excited for what the future has, whatever that might be. I I want to add on cuz you made me think about about something I meant to bring up. Mm-hmm. In addition to the tearing down of the preconceived notions of what Batman is and should be, I do like that we are essentially also rebuilding Gotham from the ground up completely. I am really into that. Too. I like, cause like I said, it's, it, it allows for a chance for one Bruce Wayne to step in 
now that he feels he has a purpose as Bruce Wayne. Um, and it just, it's really interesting to establish, you know, a new, (laughs) a new venture for this, not only the city, but like just creative direction to go in for, for Gotham, you know, I'm very, I'm very excited. I can't wait. Can't wait at all. from the trailers, from everything that I had heard for the most part, I I was like, I have a feeling I will walk out of this movie and I will love it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I'll be the biggest Batman shill as I leave the yeah, You know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, me. But <laughs> just the true and genuine love that I feel for this movie and for this character in this moment is not something that I've felt in a long time like unabashedly since i was a child yeah yeah because there's always been something to weigh it down there's always been something to like pull it back and you know even revisiting the old things that you love about it like me watching btas or me watching brave that just reminds me of how far we've strayed exactly yeah but no that's what i'm saying like even watching brave and the bold i'm like there are all these i'm like you don't need to do this exactly but there are aspects here that matter right Mm -hmm. and it feels like this is a step in that direction and it makes me really like genuinely really excited. It's, it's, it's exciting to be, obviously I don't want him to take up the entire spotlight, but it's exciting to be in love with Batman again. Yeah. I hope that someday, and I hope it's not 10 years, but I hope that someday a director will get the chance to do this with Superman. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Just to take that character and bring him back to this place that he needs to be where people and that's you know, just like with Batman, we're not blaming any, you know, directors or anything. We loved a bunch of these mm-hmm. movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the same for Superman. Like I'm really into Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I'm really into, you know, Superman the, the movie, stuff. yeah, is was yeah. my my one of my favorite movies of all time. No, same. Yeah. And like just let's get back to the good stuff. Yes. You know? Inspire. And Reeves is someone who understood Batman. I hope we can find someone to understand yeah. Superman. It's really a, a, a breath of fresh air to mm-hmm. um, <laughs> have your, your hero have a real arc and come to stand for something. Yeah, like comp- and I'm I'm bringing this up just because, and for the the movie itself to be its own story. Mm-hmm. Like just like it, I don't like. Obviously, there's setup for like whatever the future can be, but it doesn't feel like, hey, this is the thing for the next thing, right? And that's one of the problems with the MCU for me lately has been, this is set up for the next thing, and characters don't have fully realized arcs in the way that I would like them to. It's been, it's been on autopilot for a a hot second and it feels like we just need to hit the beats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was really so much time setting up what comes next without putting effort into what we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's really refreshing.
Anyway, God bless the Batman. God bless the Batman. Bum, 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 bum. I'm waiting for you to join in. Bum, 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 bum. You might as well just end the podcast right there. We 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 gotta no, plug ourselves. No, I know, I know, I know. If I could, if I could put the the Batman music as the end credits music without getting into trouble, I totally would. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. I'm very happy with this episode. Me too. Yeah. This was so much fun. We to just feel so good. Yeah. You know? And I feel so good about what we saw. Yeah. And after like a long like journey of getting through all those movies, I say getting through as if it's a bad thing. Some of them, it was, it was tough, mm-hmm. but to finally be on the other side of the hill, mm. it's just, it's, it's fantastic. And I, I truly thank everyone who has made this journey with us, even if you didn't watch the movies, you know, but like listening to the podcast yeah. and getting here. Even if you bounced around yeah. just to like the stuff that was entertaining to you, if you've been along through the journey for any part of it. Yeah. Thank you. you. Know, we're glad you're here. Yeah. If it was the first episode you're listening to of our podcast, uh, welcome. Yeah. I'm we're, Justin. We're going to do a lot more. Yeah. I'm Cam. Yeah. We forgot to mention that at the start yeah we did it in the middle but I, you know if you got if you made it here almost four and a half hours in <laughs> um congratulations congratulations yeah um yeah we're gonna do new stuff next week next week though we have to we're doing our we're true true batman on night watch oh oh i'm sorry sequel it's it's a stupid question, really. Okay. But where do we rank this movie? Number one. Number baby. one. It's number one champion, so it's, it's about to get down. <laughs> Ten kills on the board oh. right now. Just wipe that tomato town. My friend just got down. Okay. You can follow the podcast at Foiled Again Cast on Twitter. You can follow my boy Justin over here at Kylo Reese hey, on Twitter I'm doing and Instagram. Stuff. At the time of this recording, I said I was going to uh, stream Telltale Batman, but now I probably might, hopefully, have done that by now. We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see. see. I be getting shy um, sometimes. Yeah, but uh, definitely check out Justin and his stuff. You can follow me at k dot cruz k d o t c r u z. I don't have anything so immediate uh, to be showing, but, you know, I tweet stuff and um, we have fun interactions on Twitter. I don't know how fun they are for other people. Yeah, I don't but, know, you know, sometimes. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I have stuff in the works. So if you're interested in the ideas and thoughts that I've stated, just know that I'm working on stuff with similar philosophies in mind. Yes. Um, Very excited. Thank you. Yes. You you're gonna be in one. I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Oh, uh, I'm more excited. Five stars to experience it than be in it. To be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, rate us five stars. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Recommend us to your friends who like this style of content. 
Um, even if it's just like an episode that we talk about stuff they like. Yeah. Because we, we bounce around so much of geek culture. I mean, we've been on Batman for a while, but we're going to get back to the variety that we desired when we came up with the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this just... This journey was of my own design, and for sure, I, I'm glad we took it. I am, gl- I'm glad too, but also, uh, just blame me. <laughs> <laughs> blame me. No, I only blame you for the Joker. Yeah, I know. We should. That's okay. We, we, we got to do a special episode for uh, Catwoman. That's a joke. Before, That's a joke. Uh, before the sequel. <laughs> yeah, we'll before the Catwoman. sequel, watch Catwoman. Yeah. That'll be fun. One last night watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Thank you again for listening. Take care. We'll see you next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel.